The Joe Rogan Experience. iTunes. We're recording to server. Get the fuck out of here, server. We're playing music that no one's heard. This shit is Die Antwoods. D Antwoods. Original band. Max Normal. I'm a big fan of this shit. Take this baby to the maximum. What's up? We don't get to keep up. The tough cookie. I've got a job to do. Eat my dust rookie. I'm prime for mass appeal. Enhance my force field. Catch my feel, 72,000 nerves of steel Start tingling as the real deal gets revealed Bring on the glory, decipher these mystery hooks Who kids be reading about our story and their history Whoops, hey. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops <laughs> Well, uh, let's uh, just say that, that that's uh, a fucking South African band It's D-Antword now, but they were a bunch of different things before they were D-Antword And uh, I've been obsessed with them for the last couple of weeks, man they're fucking awesome. Every now and then you, you catch a band that's the shit. Uh, speaking of the shit, Freddie Lockhart, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Old school comedy yeah. road dog. Yeah, what up, Joe? My, my friend from many, 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 many moons ago. True that. Back when Freddie was actually working at the comedy store. Uh. Freddie uh, started out the right way, like uh, like so many comedy store warriors have done, working there. You know, either doing the door or you know working uh, working the cover booth. And you know, there's that's one of the cool things about the comedy store is that almost everybody working there is wants to be a comic. Almost everybody working there wants to uh, wants to to make it in in show business. There's a lot of people that are great people that work in other clubs, yeah. but they they're not they're not there because they want to be comedians. The yeah. comedy store is entirely comprised as people who want to be comedians. Even the accountants, everybody, yeah. everybody. It's ridiculous. Unfortunately, except for the fucking managers, and that's why the place <laughs> sucks a bag of dicks. Ooh. Oh. Hey. Oh. One of the all-time classic comedy clubs. But yeah. uh you know, CBGB's up, up comedy. It's not run by Mitzi Shore anymore, unfortunately. No. Um, but uh, it's still a great fucking place, and that's where I met Freddie Lockhart ba- back in the Disney. Flashlight. Flashlight is our sponsor. We have to uh, let everybody know about that. You can go to JoeRogan.net and buy it, and if you uh, you click the link and enter in the code name Rogan, you get 15% off. That's what it is, right? Show, show them the, uh, the right alien flashlight. See that oh, blue? where is it? This is the alien one. It's blue, oh, and it's got two clits. Nice. So put, your, put your finger in it. If you're a, a Star Trek freak, nobody's it, fucked this. Okay. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Except me. I've always wondered. I was like, what, what does it got to feel like? That's that's pretty good. What do you think? It's pretty interesting, interesting. feeling, it right? Interesting. It definitely feels better than well, probably my rough hands. Yeah. yeah. You just that's warm that up. There's my manly no hands on it. No scratching. <laughs> just warm it up a little. In the I'll sun. be in uh, Austin, Texas, this weekend, all weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Cap City Comedy Club. And uh, Joey Coco Diaz will be with me. It's a, a rare treat. We get to bring Joey on the road. The thing about Joey is Joey's the best. He's my favorite comedian ever <laughs> of all Joey. time. But 
he's as about as reliable as <laughs> a fucking uh, a fake Rolex. You know, what I mean? you know, just like you just can't count on him. I used to. I started taking people with me. I only used to bring one opener for the longest time. Right. But Joey flaked so many times <laughs> that I started taking a second opener with me just so that I could still book Joey. Yeah, and so if the shit hit the fan, it only hit the fan like one out of every twenty times. <laughs> but it hit the fan every now and then, and you'd be in Jersey going, yeah. "Where the fuck are you?" I'm not gonna lie to you. Dog, I never left Vegas. <laughs> well, that's Fuck! The, the excuse is always admirable and, 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 and entertaining at best. Too. If you it's, get you know, an excuse, yeah, you, you might just one. not get phone calls back. Yeah, what like do you want? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. like months. Okay. What dog? And then yeah. once you do talk to him, it never gets brought up. What up, dog? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, nothing. What's happened. up, cocklicker? <laughs> I don't want to go back to those days of my life. Yeah, so he's going. We had a scare today. I thought, I thought he wasn't going to go. Uh-huh. You never know, with Joey. Anything could happen. No, he's always got. I got something going on, dog. It's a Disney Channel movie. I think it's going to be big. <laughs> I get to show my balls. They're gonna blur it out. Have you seen the that previews of his uh, Disney movie? It's no, called, what like, is it called? It's called like uh, the Dog That Saved Christmas, and they've released like uh, they're, they're releasing like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. And the first one, Joey lo- was like four hundred pounds or whatever. How big <laughs> oh he yeah, was. and then he lost and a then lot. He lost of a lot of weight, yeah. and so yeah. now they were like really concerned. But anyways, I just saw the preview. I, bet, I think it's just about to come on DVD. I saw the preview, and Joey Diaz has a little scene in there where he's in drag, and it's the cutest <laughs> thing oh. you'll ever see. What the fuck would they care if he loses a hundred pounds? He looks better. He's, he looks like he's healthy. Yeah. Just write it into the goddamn they, script. That's what they ended yeah. up doing. How hard is that? They, they wrote in the whole Weight yeah. Watcher thing. Is he keeping yeah. it off? He's still keeping the weight yeah. on? Yeah. yeah. What, does he, he eat right or something? Yeah, he does Weight Watchers. He oh, follows good his for points. Him. I got points, cocksucker. <laughs> He'll explain it to you with anger in his voice. Oh, that's great. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, he's like, a fucking slice of pizza and a Coke. That's eight points. You can't take eight points, cocksucker. You deserve to be fat. <laughs> He'll get fucking angry. He like gets very passionate about his Weight Watchers. But, yeah, yeah. but yet, when I go out to eat, he'll be like, all right, this is only four Weight Watcher points. And I'm like, dude, that's nachos with salmon, fried salmon <laughs> Snickers. How you many know? points is that? Oh, it's like, you know, 80 points. And that's that's, that's <laughs> like your whole... <laughs> is that supposed to be your whole day? So what did he lose? He lost 100 pounds? He lost 100 fucking pounds. That's pretty fucking yeah, impressive. Yeah, he put it together, man. Especially not doing the, the, the lap band yeah. or the castric black yeah, like he, that's It's he the old get, school way. He got really upset about that, too. You know, we would talk about it. He goes, I'm not going to do it, dog. I'm not going to do it. He got, like, real passionate about it. He goes, Ralphie Mays had that fucking thing. He blew it out twice. Yeah. He said, yeah. surgeries. I'm not going to get cut open, bro. Right. I'm not going to get fucking cut open. Right, right. He just he manned up. He I, manned up, and he fucking lost the weight. It's incredible. Well, the thing with those things too, it's like your your brain doesn't catch up with what has happened to your body. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's part of the whole working for it process. You know? <sighs> yeah, you can't just fucking rewire your body, and then your brain is still jacked. This need, constant need for food. Yeah, you yeah, can, big time. It's an obsession, man. People become so. It's so easy for people to get obsessed with things. For me, I can get obsessed with Q-tips, putting Q-tips in my ears. Yeah. I can get obsessed with video games mm-hmm. i can get obsessed with beating off i can get obsessed right. with things where they like just like consume me like i have to do them yeah yeah dude what the fuck kind of a flaw is that shit yeah, it, what a goofy ass flaw it sucks to, it, 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 we at all least have mine it. it's not the food one right exactly it's like mine was always like the weed one you know the sleeping one it could be bad things but i'm just at least smart enough to say you know to not deny the addiction just right. to know it could get out of hand if yeah. i gave into it you got to be careful you know respect the beast in there 
Yeah, you got to be very careful. It's like dudes who used to smoke cigarettes. You go, I'm just going to have one cigarette. Oh, go, come on, oh yeah. dude. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. You're getting in a wrestling match yeah. right here yeah. with the devil. Yeah. He's going to tie you up, bitch. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're screwed with that. Yeah, like, you I, fucked up. I just, I just complete out and out stay away from it. It's like the video games, the Grand Theft Auto. I got so addicted to it. Like my life was, I was literally dreaming and thinking and grand. And my mindset would be like, oh, just take that cop's car and jack him. <laughs> And then we'll get to we'll get to the gig quicker. Like I'm like it like in I, real life. Yeah, because it's like up, that's right? my subconscious mind. But luckily, my conscious mind's like, no, you, you no. There's... Do you think that rewires kids and makes them it, it, more I, susceptible? I, I agree with him. I used to play this game where you jumped from building to building. I forget which game it was. I, oh, City of Heroes. Uh-huh. And after I played it for like a month straight, like ten hours a day, I would go outside and forget I can't jump on top of buildings. Like I was just driving, going, uh-huh. oh, I could jump on that building and that building. I'm like, what am I thinking? I'm and it's like that if you're seems a, very Darwinian. <laughs> if you're a kid, now if you're a kid, you. You haven't laid down those sub, those at least those deep rooted thoughts will tell you that you know you can't do that that little right. voice that says no don't kill him yeah you know it's like You've you don't got have physical that, limitations the law doesn't even hold you accountable until you're eight years old for murder or something like that so think about that if you're playing those video games and you're four or five oh and that's my God. that's all you know you don't think you just pull the trigger especially boys you you when you have little girls you see them around little boys you realize mm. how fucking crazy boys are from oh, the yeah. get go yeah. like yeah. very well, there are a lot of things that are fucked up about human beings because of our culture Culture, right. But there's a lot of shit that's just in there, man. When yeah. you see like little boys, Ingrained. this little boy, there was two little two year old babies in this this big inflatable play thing, oh, yeah, and yeah. one like seven eight year old boy. Okay, and this seven eight year old boy was fucking throwing himself through the air uh. and crashing into the walls. This thing with no regard to these babies that were around him. Uh, it was such a trip to watch. Yeah. And I was watching him like, dude, you got to settle down. You got to settle down. And you're, you're looking at them like, he can't even help himself. This kid is wired up with this fucking chimpanzee DNA. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's like six, man. And he's just throwing himself into the cage of this thing. Yeah, it's just they are. They're ingrained that way. They're crazy. He's got to get that shit out. It's inside of him. If you take a kid like that and don't exercise, oh, yeah. that, that should be a crime. It should be a crime to have a little male monster and not work it out. <laughs> yeah, you got to. You got to give him an Fuck activity. Yeah. Treat him just like a dog. Give him a ball and make him go chase it. Dude, you know? when I first started doing wrestling in high school, I f- first started uh, like w- really working out. I realized, because like, I, I did martial arts before that, but quite honestly, the, the karate class that I did before wrestling, it wasn't good. It wasn't, like, st- it wasn't hard enough to really break you. Right. But wrestling practice would break oh, you. Oh, yeah, It yeah, would yeah. break Make you. Make you question yourself. Yeah. And But you get out of there, though, and you're so peaceful. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing left. Yeah, absolutely. No, you, don't, you don't need to get upset about some asshole who cuts in front of you at the red light. It's all like, whatever. Let yeah. me, I'm I would see those guys in high school. I played football, and it was, the thing is, it was only hard for two weeks, hell week, yeah. the beginning of summer, especially in Arizona. It's hard. hot as hell. Yeah. But it, the higher you went up in varsity, it was so easy because they didn't want anybody getting hurt. Nobody was going. In freshman football, you had to hit the biggest guy. They didn't care. They just sized anybody against anybody. But I would watch the wrestlers go back to the locker room after we went back to the locker room. I was like, those guys just, I mean, they were just, they would just lay there. They would be drenched. Brutal. But, but they, you, you never saw them on campus doing the meathead crap that we were doing, the football players. They were exhausted. They were exhausted. The and, and they, they knew. They get that, humbled, too. And they knew that. They could they could end the situation a lot quicker than we could. 
you know, a, a there's wrestler. that, but there's also they get it out of their system. Yeah, if you're always competing with men and you're always like throwing yourself in there, you don't right. want to do it anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's like you're doing it in. It's the safest way to do it and deal with your biology. What you're doing is you're doing it in a controlled environment with a bunch of other people who agree to it, and it's honorable. And right. you do it like you tap each other around, and there's not even any hard feelings. Man. Right. It's like what you're like when you do jujitsu. There's no hard feelings when guys get caught. You know, you yeah. get, somebody taps you out. You go, that's what happens. You get caught. That, yeah. What did I do wrong? Did I put my arm through? Oh, I fucked up. I forgot to put the arm here. All right, right. thank you, thank you. Right. Then you go back again. It's like, but you get all this ingrained male dominator shit out of your system. We're yeah. not supposed to live all like hanging out like this. Oh yeah, like, yeah. With chimps, yeah. you know, like uh, you, you know, chimps don't like hang out that much. Yeah, if they get, get together with other chimps, yeah. like if they go meet other chimps, like they have like little tribes. I saw if they that. go meet other chimps, they're fighting. Man. Yeah, they're this gangs. Is, they're fu- yeah, they're fucking fighting. Big For time. sure, to the, the death. Sometimes they creep over and they don't even know these chimps. Yeah. They just jack them. They yeah. just decide who's in their team and that's it. But we've got to deal with so many people all day long. You can't just jack people. Yeah. But those signals are still present in like ghostly form oh, in your time. brain. And that's big why time. that's why I'm a dick on YouTube videos. <laughs> 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 in what way? What do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a dick. I, I no, just, no, no. It, it, it's, it's like true, message, It's like message boards. Watching people right. on message boards exactly. how oh, yeah. angry and psycho this Dude. is. And I'm, I'm always like, all right, if we are talking about something in a room together, all in a group, and you're the person saying they're like, this person's fat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, this person sucks. Right. That's yes. so stupid. I'm like, are you going to be sitting there going, yeah, listen to that guy? No, you're going to be doing the same thing you do on a message board yep. where it's just like, what's wrong with this psycho crazy Which says person? we have a social yeah. face that yeah. we put on for, for, for social issues, but at home, that's maybe who you really are, the yeah. shit you're saying on YouTube. We've you all know? been out with someone who's barely keeping it together. Yeah. You know, someone yeah. who's like, yeah, nice shit. That's a great shirt. Yeah. Like, who like, the fuck is wow. this guy? Wait, why are you, you trying shit to- on my shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> just, like, they're just boiling under the yeah. sun. Just kidding around with you, man. Just yeah. Around with you, man. Just unsolicited. Yeah. They, do, they do the thing where they they take a left turn when they see your reaction. Like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I am kidding. It's just like, I'm not that mean. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of dudes who just like to get douchey with dudes. Yeah, and they just need to get it out of their you? fucking system. Yeah, I am. <laughs> How dare you, Brian? It's funny. The other day, uh, I called Freddie, uh, and he called me back and said, sorry, I just woke up. And I looked at the clock, and I was like, oh, it's 2.30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you guys, this day had already ended. That's the real shit. That's so Freddie's rocking it, man. He's a fucking comic. You know what I mean? Well, he's an artist, Joe. Okay. <laughs> That's your Tommy. <laughs> Let me hear it. Well, it's not just that, okay? I hear you've been talking to Mitzi. Well, Mitzi and I did talk. <laughs> And you can work out in the belly room, Joe, okay? But that's it for right now, okay? Wow, what an honor. How often do you rub her feet? Well, it's not just that, okay? Because Richard Pryor used to rub her feet. Freddie Lockhart, by the way, uh, used to be on the Frank Caliendo show and is... In my opinion, one of the best impressionists out there. You you do impressions that are very weird, man. You do some impressions that uh, no one else does. That's you know, the, like I, I figure that's, that's what you should do. I always figure it's like, why well, get in and do something, the Nicholson, the ones like that. It's like, right. I try to find a strange one and I do it. Like iced tea, man. Don't nobody do iced tea. Bunch <laughs> of bitches. <laughs> I do iced tea better than iced tea, man. I do his voiceover work and whatnot. I love to say whatnot. Damn, you know, got the lisp and everything. I, I try he to fights a little lisp there. Yeah, right? he fights a little lisp, but it's kind of gangster and it works for him. You know what I'm saying? Bitches dig it. <laughs> I used to That's do that at, at the comedy uh, store. I used to call the comedy store as Ice T and this poor guy, Kenny Tenney. This guy used to work the phones there. Do you remember this guy? Kenny Tenney. He was Mitzi's pool guy. 
And there was something, something was off with him, definitely. So, I mean, I don't want to say what he had, but he definitely wasn't one of a, you know, a, he wasn't thinking right. But he was, he was like, he got, uh, he, he made money. He, he had a pool company. He, he cleaned pools and he did it well, but he functioned like an eight year old. And uh, I would call him every time he would pick up the phone. I would call him and I would be iced tea and he would fall for it every time. But like, yo, man, I'm bringing 30 people in tonight, man. What you got on my booth situation? <laughs> They're like, all right, Mr. T, we don't have a booth at 630. I'm like, you better build one for me. Well, I'll see if we can. I'm just like, oh. Uh, that's hilarious. And that's how I would brush up on the impression is if I could fool Kenny Tenney, <laughs> I, I felt like it was golden. Yeah, how do you do you work impressions? Do you practice them at home and then eventually bring them to the stage? Or do you know when you hear somebody whether or not you can do it? You know, I, I, there's a lot of people, if you hear them right away, I know I can do it. If somebody has, tends to have a deeper voice or something like that, or there's a weird thing about them, I, I, I know I can do it. But I always, more so than the way it sounds, it's the way somebody looks when they talk. Because people move their mouth a certain way. That'll reveal half the impression. Uh, I noticed you did that with the Obama thing. Mm-hmm. That Obama thing, I watched it online, mm-hmm. where they took some footage from like the 70s, it looks like, right. and inserted your clips right. into it. Right. That was great stuff, man. Yeah. You really do a good Obama, man. It was, uh, that was a... a show on Super Deluxe, an internet series I had, but the whole thing was uh, I, I would take facts and, and skew them a little. I, I love time traveling. It's my biggest obsession. So that's really? my, yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I'm Dude, working on a show right now about that's time travel. That's fascinating. You're talking to the right guy. So I'm talking tachyon particles, the whole thing. I'm into it, man. Do you know it, who Ronald Mallet is? Do you know the whole story? No, no, no. Is it, is, How the fuck do you know traveler? time travel? You don't know who Ronald no, 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 Mallet I, is. I love time travel. Dude, Ronald Mallet is the premier expert in America on time travel. And this is the crazy part about him. We've talked about him on the, sh- about him on the show before, but mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to bring it up again just because it's such a fascinating story. The dude's like a fucking Spider-Man comic book, okay? Mm-hmm. His dad died when he was a child, so he became obsessed. He loved his dad and became obsessed. I did read with, about him. I know exactly. He's a, is he a black guy? Or, yes. He's a black, a black guy. guy. Okay, yeah, University I know of Connecticut. Sure. And uh, he developed... Isn't it funny that we have to say he's a black guy? Yeah, but that's so, why I was so like, man, right on, because yeah, I was excited when I saw he was black. Super powerful, you know, uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. those kind of guys. You said his, few you of said his son died? You no, know, his father his died. Father oh, his father died. Was he robbing Here's place? the story. His father died. Brian, how dare you? Was he robbing a place? <laughs> You're so white, too, the way you say it. God, just, you just smell was like he, cheese. Was he fixing a convenience store? They were, they were into baseball together, him and his old man. They yeah, loved to they collect cards and stuff. So his whole life became obsessed with time travel because he wanted to go back in time and save his dad. Right. Wow, it's fucking trippy shit. The guy has a peer-reviewed paper that he wrote on time travel where they where physicists agree, like theoretically, this all makes sense. If you could develop this kind of power, you right. could go back in time. Right. <clears throat> right now, we can't develop the kind of power that's necessary to do it. But right. but that's some trippy well, shit. I, I think he didn't he isn't he currently building a, a, a light thing that he's trying to send a light yeah, back light in time, back in time, literally yeah. back yeah. in time, and it makes sense what he's saying. And I was I actually when I stumbled <laughs> upon that I was excited because I thought you know time travel I always thought it to be possible. My mom worked at NASA when I was a little kid, and that, I think that's where the curiosity started. When I lived at Edwards Air Force Base, they were always texting like testing X jets and crazy shit that the government <laughs> was working on, which just made me knew that you know they're really aware of shit that we had no idea about. And that's when I kind of got into time travel. And I thought you know you could future time travel just manipulation of time basically you stay above the earth's atmosphere at a mile or go a gazillion miles an hour yeah you'll come back and you'll have lost time 
Yeah. Or no, you'll be you'll, ahead. You'll be ahead. You'll be still 30, but everyone will be 100 sure. years old. Right. So I was new to that, but I'm, I got really excited when I read his article that you could go back in the past. Like, wait a second. You can you can do that? You know, you can They possibly, think you could only go back to the moment the first time machine, machine was, invented. was invented. You know, but had, that's just theoretical, I, I, I had, too. I had this argument with Brandon Christie about this, and the whole thing about time travel is like, doesn't time, once it's exposed, isn't it all a moot point after that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what they talk about with the grandfather clause. If you go back and you right. shoot your grandfather, then yeah. that makes it impossible for you to time travel. But that doesn't, because I, I think that just means you break time. They, they're not, they didn't take that, operate, they, <clears throat> that option into consideration. When people talk about that story, the grandfather paradox, they always say, well, if you did go back in time, you'd kill your grandfather before right. your father was ever born. Right. That, therefore, you would never exist to make the time machine. But right. that doesn't mean you couldn't do that. Right. You could still do that. People it's, say, well, that means you couldn't have a time machine. Well, yeah, you could. Yeah. You could. You would just do that, right. and then you'd break everything. Right. It would right. be like a parallel life. like Kind of like Back to the well, Future was. There was two 1955. That's well, when it becomes string theory. It goes off into another, yeah. there's, another, another there's world. There's people that believe, and this is a, a very strange theory, but it might be just as real as the one we live in, that they believe that every second you live your life, every every decision you make, Everything you do, all the energy that you put out, guides you into various parallel dimensions. Yeah. And that we are not just living in one dimension. That we are living in an infinite number of dimensions that are all around us all the time. Right. And we can choose to slide through these dimensions with our thoughts. Oh, wow. Is like that as you live your life, as you live your life correctly, as you live your life in, in the, the direction that you want to do with little procrastination, right. focused, and love and joy, right. as you do this correctly, you move through higher and higher dimensions. Well, that's... A, a, that they all exist all around pretty us. Pretty much what Buddhism teaches, too, and, and the whole thought. And, and even with the, like, the, the yogis, they know about that and, and you know, through meditation and Well, I don't travel. know if they know about that. I mean, you can't say they know about it. Yeah, they can't that. say it's they know theory. about it. It's a theory. It's an idea. Western science has come along and, and, and started to pick up and ask why, you know, and yeah. find the things in the brain that, that make it possible. Did you guys see the thing on CNN last week with the alleged time traveler lady? With the cell oh, phone. Yeah, that's but that, nonsense. Uh, but, well, basically, first of all, they, they, there they are crazy people, people back then, too. People aren't even paying attention. They, they, has, they had hearing aids back then. Right. Yeah. Exactly like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, what's crazy is that people video became hear. big, and then the next day, all the places were like, no, it's just a hearing aid, but yet I yeah. still get emails every day from people. Dude, like, I get Twitter messages all day. Is time travel real? Yeah, there's cell phone towers in 1910, you fuck. How is this fucking phone working? Who's this cunt calling? Yeah, who is she with? This bitch calling the future? She's calling from the past to the future? Because otherwise, it's not a fucking phone for her to be calling. Right. It'd been more realistic if she was just like staring at it. Or I'm something. not impressed by someone holding their ear up to their that, head. Well, the, yeah, that one was just to, they, they, they wanted to throw it out there, and they knew that they couldn't back it up. Like CNN ran it, and it was like you know, well, it, it, and I, I what and the I fuck believe, is CNN running that for? I, it was the front page that's just too. So distracting. That's so story. stupid and distracting. And, and, and you know, I, I as much as I love time travel, I was like, come on, don't make a mockery of time travel by by showing crap like that. That's what really sucks. Think about if you could even time. If you could go to the 80s and whip out your iPhone, you'd get arrested for witchcraft, dude. I mean, they, they, they would stomp you to death if they saw yeah, that thing. Voice that, yeah. If you go 10 years ago, that would happen to you. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like the way technology, I think in our lifetime, like the, this, the kids today, it's true. <laughs> it's like the kids today, we're closer to kids who grew up in like the 1940s. We're closer to cavemen. Ca exactly. Yeah. The, the way things have changed. Dude, I'm watching kids today growing up with porn from the get-go. Yeah. These kids are like 13, they're taking it in the ass. Right. So I think that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they get, 
It's the chickens have come home to roost. Yeah. All like, those shitty parents out there that, that make porn stars, all those shitty parents have infected other people's kids as well through porn. Yeah. They're getting porn on their PlayStation. The, the, they're taking pictures of their pussies and shit and sending uh, them throughout class. People are, kids are filthy today. Dirty little fucks. I was uh, cleaning my laptop out last night, going through all this shit, just trying to make room for it because it's just crazy crowded. And I'm just going through all these videos and I found out that like if you have ma- the mail app and you have like a Gmail account on there, it will download everything from your Gmail account, every video, every photo, at least that's the setting I had. And so I was like, where's all my hard drive space? So I'm going through all this shit and there was videos that people had sent me that must have went to spam folders, you know, like crazy videos. Videos like uh-huh. you know, just spam videos and stuff. One of them was this woman where they were taking that. You, you've all seen this, where the 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 funnel with the putting the eels in the woman, oh. and then it starts shooting out like salmon. While I'm, oh, I'm showing my this girl I just met, I'm like doing this in front of her, <laughs> and she looks over. She goes, "What the fuck are you looking at?" And I'm like, I, "I don't know." But that's just crazy to think. Like somebody sent me that video. If I ever lose my laptop and like the FBI goes, "Hey, let's go see what's in this yeah. laptop." Oh, he has videos of young girl with salmon coming out of their ass you know oh my like, god you don't even know how what's old was on. the girl I, no i'm not saying salmons are I, big i'm not saying that i'm just saying what <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that's but, just but, that, but, that, stream. but that video exists on my laptop without oh. me knowing is right, what i'm talking right. about yeah. you know right. it could be anything yes. yeah it could be child porn yeah, right. it could be anything that's what yeah. i'm saying but that was kind of scary so fuck yeah. the male app well yeah. that's the thing too it's yeah, like it's, it's like that desensitized think if you're in, in third grade and you see that like you know, around fifth grade, we, we, we'd get a Debbie Does Dallas tape. Somebody's dad would have yep, it. Yep. Somebody would have yep. the balls to gank it while his old man was drunk, and it would pass around eighth grade. You know, like everybody got to see it. And, and you put it back, and you gave it back to the kid. But that was, that was pretty much porn then. It's like now, yeah, they can look at it on their cell phone in class. Yeah, yeah. their iPhones. Yeah. yeah. iPhones get the HTML5 is like the standard for porn sites yeah. now because, because the iPhones don't use Flash. Yeah. So all these porn sites are switching to HTML5, and that's, right. you can watch that shit on your iPhone. Dude, what a, what a, what a, <laughs> What, what a gangster move that was on Steve Jobs' part, too. He's a bad he's, motherfucker, he a gangster? He, goes, he goes, you know what? I won't put Flash. Flash needs to catch up with me. I mean, that was just like, that was just like bald. Like, 85% of the animated websites on the internet use it. He's like, mm, no. Yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back in the day when you liked a girl, you would like, hey, meet me at the big toy and I'll finger you or mm. touch your boobs or stuff. Nowadays, they're <laughs> yeah. just like, hey, go to the bathroom and finger your pussy and I'm going to go into the bathroom and finger my dick right. and then we're going to FaceTime it. We're going to oh. FaceTime it on the third grade Wi-Fi network, you know. Can you imagine what these kids are doing nowadays with, like, FaceTime and kids and stuff? It, 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 should, also, it should also honestly make for some really smart fucking kids, though. Like, yes. if they if they use the knowledge, yes. there's going to be some smart fucking yeah, kids. Yeah, they'll be so much more aware totally. they, they, we they, were they, at that age. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be much, much more advanced. I didn't know we anything at that age. I didn't know a damn thing. And, when and, I was 18, I was t- I, I had I get very uncomfortable around people who were religious yeah. because I thought maybe they knew something. I thought maybe they were in on something and they were like they were like more powerful oh, wow. because they believed it. Wow. So that's what I thought when I was 18. That's like how that, fucking dumb I was. <laughs> I wasn't. I was religious when I was younger, and then when I was eighteen, I was like, because you, when you're young, you're fucking dumb, man. Oh you know, yeah, you're, I had no access to information. There's no yeah. fucking internet when yeah. I was a kid. I had the people in my neighborhood in school. Yeah, is that right. shit anywhere grounded inside your brain though? Like, does it ever come out where you're sitting there, like, like, like after an earthquake, and you're like, Jesus Lord, you bring out your rosary and stuff, and you start. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's not no, at all. No, it's gone. <laughs> were you big time? Were you were you Catholic? Yeah, I was raised Catholic when I was in first grade, and then uh, immediately thought it was horseshit because first grade was so horrible this fucking cunt nun that i had sister Uh. mary josephine Uh. this fucking crazy bitch she was just incarnate 
evil, uh, just an evil, dried up old woman who uh, wasted her life on some nonsense and fucking hated kids. Uh, Did you, oof, were you that. super religious growing up? No, not at all. Not, not, <laughs> my parents were an interracial couple. It's like already right, that's right. kind of like so come you, on. You, you do a lot of cocaine. And- <laughs> my parents, though, what happened with me is I went from this religious upbringing from you know Catholic school in first grade to moving to San Francisco in second grade with my mother's new husband who was a hippie. Oh wow, computer programmer with long hair. So my dad was this like cop douchebag in Jersey, you know, and I grew up like in that like Catholic, you know, hey, you're not in the Lord's name in vain. Right. Fuck, son of a bitch, they slap you in yeah, the head. Yeah. Like that kind of I grew up in that. Like people would just smack you in the head for no reason. Wow. And then I grew up in that and then all of a sudden hippies in San Francisco. Wow. So it was a total trip. My next door neighbors were these gay dudes who used to get naked and, and hang out with my aunt because my aunt, you know, didn't worry about them fucking her. Yeah. You know, because they were gay. Gay <laughs> as fuck. Big, muscular black guy. Gay, wow. Dark, black, Africa, Kenya. Right? Uh, black as fuck. He'd just be naked walking around his house. Butt. And his boyfriend. And the both of them would just, then they all would get together and just smoke weed and take their clothes off. Wow. Wow. Nobody fucked. Nobody did anything. They just lie around smoking weed. And I knew about this when I was seven. Wow. You know, so I went from this fucking crazy primate jungle of Jersey Italians. Yeah, chest beating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smacking yeah. each other and throwing shit at each other. It's just like being in a chimp cage, right? So I went from that to hippies and gay dudes who are naked smoking weed, hanging out with my aunt. That is hilarious, <laughs> like, dude. This is the craziest it, it, fucking 180 ever. And you got good parts of both, though, wouldn't you say? Like, good parts of, like, you know, uh, uh, the, the progressive thoughts and, and, and ideas, but also that, you know, you, you're not your typical pussy comic. Well, I'll you, tell you that the, much. The right. East Coast thing is where men be, are forced to become men sure. like, at a quick age. Right. You get fucked with. Right. You know, right. dudes are looking to kick your ass. Right. You know, there's right. a, a lot of the West Coast people, it's a little more relaxed than that. Yeah. And it's good. It's yeah. good that it's more relaxed than that. But I think it creates people that are a little more confused. Yeah, there does seem to be a, 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 a survival of the fittest element in the Jersey, New York area. Like yeah. a lot of the kids. Are smart people there too, man. Yeah. You talk to some stressed out smart motherfuckers in New York. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're intense, time. man. They're fucking stressed yeah. out. Yeah. They want to step outside for a cigarette? Step outside. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> Just, you don't even yeah. know what's going on with Lehman Marcus and the fucking... The, the <laughs> yeah. whole way the system is set up, it's yeah. impossible for them to fail. What they're doing right. is they're getting fucking painted. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. These are smart, super intense motherfuckers. It's like... I have to choose what I do here because right. I can go with you on this crusade. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and lose my life to this crazy type of thinking or I can go, yeah, I'm going to go to California yeah. and I'm going to smoke some pot and relax. There definitely is. There is an intensity on the East Coast. I mean, there's definitely a reason all the Ivy League schools are on the East Coast. It's yeah. like there's an intensity there and there's a, there's, a, there's a fervor about things. I believe part of it has to do with dealing with weather. Yeah. I think oh, that dealing absolutely. with weather is a humbling thing and I think it makes you, you know, you have to stockpile food for the winter. Sure. And you didn't just have to do it in 1950 you had to do it in 1850 when there's no refrigerator right okay right. and a lot of those people that lived there are the ancestors for people that lived i mean that those are the people that established it and the yeah. other people if it wasn't for if they weren't there 200 years ago they were in another country okay and they right. took a chance coming over on a fucking boat yeah. someplace they've never seen when there was no movies about it no yeah. internet they had to hear stories from someone a yeah. letter you know dear john yeah. i have made it here <laughs> to the right. new land yeah oh the fruit is plenty is the brown people are strange yeah. they have paint on their face gold yeah. is everywhere come soon right so Today. they just took chances and fucking got on boats and traveled yeah. across a goddamn ocean when there's no GPS. Yes, no cell phones, yeah. no fucking flares. Yeah. Bitch, if that fucking boat goes down, you're done. Yeah, that's it. You're in the middle of the ocean, which is bigger than the continent. On a gamble for a maybe. God 
damn it, you're just hoping to float it out? Yeah. You crazy asshole. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad Europe sucked. Yeah. Europe sucked so bad in the 1700s. Dudes were willing to get dysentery and oh, yeah. cholera and what would they get with scurvy from no vitamin C? Right. They, they were fucking eating rats, bro, to stay alive. People were oh. dying. They were throwing them off the boat. A lot of people died. They would get sick. Everyone would get ill. Yeah, the plague. All that. That's why they, and they come here. They'd rather come here to nothing. Yeah. To have an established, you know, roads and shit that they had. They, we had nothing. And then nothing. we built our own. We nothing. made our own. Yeah. They, they came to trees and water. And they're like, I'll take it. We'll take Get it. Get me the fuck away from yeah. these douchebags over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And they kept the attitude, too. Especially yeah. on the East Coast where they colonized. Yeah. They just kept the attitude. And I and think it's, it's it seems to me too. that the West Coast is all slowly as far far as you get out a big percentage of those people are going to be the children of the people who originally landed. Oh, right. They're going to be the people that got there. Everybody landed on the east pretty right. much, right? Right. And so then they go, well, fuck this place. Let's keep moving west. Yeah. And they kept going and going and going and going. Right. So the people that made it all the way here, it's almost like spoiled children. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like they don't appreciate what, what it takes to, to make all this happen. Like, you, you're lucky. You're just in a lucky spot. Right. You found a spot where it doesn't snow yeah. and it doesn't get too hot yeah. and it hardly ever rains. It's an easy spot to live. It, it really is. And they say it does something to the psyche as far as, you know, the lack of change kind of almost puts us in a, in a trance. Yeah. You know, yeah, where you yeah, gear yeah. up for winter back yes. east and all that. Uh, I do like the, the the idea of socializing there on the east coast. They are a lot more social with each other. And, and, and like, if you're in New York, you can see a real heated debate get really heated but never come to blows. Yes. We're on the west coast. It yeah. would come to blows. because it comes to stupid. We don't. It comes to. Exactly. Yeah. We don't. We don't cross paths with each other as much as they do. We don't share a confined space. It's real spread out here. It always has been. And well, it's the, they walk. Yeah, they you walk. Know, no one walks here. Oh, In California, not at all. there's no walking. So it's, it's, a, it's a worse, much worse setup because you're so disconnected from all the people around right. you. Right. That's why it's like there's such a, a big contrast between the haves and haves nots here. Sure. It's the most obvious. This oh, yeah. is the most bling bling part of the country. Yeah. And one of the reasons why is because you feel disconnected from all the people that you're around. You're yeah. not touching them. You're not in contact with them. You're not on the subway with them. You're not walking down the street right. interacting with them. And right. because of that, you feel like you're disconnected from them. You feel like you're not a part of them. They're something else. And it makes a separatism between the two the, the two gaps. And there's a lack of respect for each other. And it's like that's the thing is you don't hear uh, you know it, the most racist homophobic people are, are places where there aren't any. Yeah. You know right. which, which Right. It's just so funny because it's, it, it, it's just so... I will never understand people who hate gay people because out of all the gay people I've ever met, 70% of them were entertaining as fuck. Dude, right. the yeah. nicest, happiest people in the world. They're like people. little teddy bears Always, that yeah. have dicks and they're trying to fuck Jeff, you. the right. piano guy, man. Oh, yeah. what, he's, he's, he's a, was he the, one of the coolest motherfuckers the of all guy. time? He's so cool. So cool. Creative, cool, loyal. I mean, that, 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 a great guy. What, what, why would you care if it had nothing to do with you? That's so what I don't get. Stupid. That's the the real prejudice should be against people who are prejudiced against gay people. Right. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. You can't. That's like being. Look, uh, it sounds like a terrible thing to say, but it's like being upset at someone for any other physical animality. Sure. Like being short. Yeah. You know, yeah. Being, being being having a big fucking nose. Like exactly. You hate people that have a big nose. He, yeah. He's born gay. If right. you don't think someone's born gay, hang yeah. out with gay people. People. Right. Who they, chooses? They will all it? tell you, man. Right. They, almost to a man. They all were like, when I was seven, I looked at the catalogs and I got hard on. Right. And I didn't know why. And right. Sports yeah. Illustrated made my dick tingle. They all. They all tell you that, man. <laughs> there's there's some deep seated uh, fear that they have it within them if they hate them. I there's think. There's some dudes that could be pushed into it, and I think they're very scared. Yeah. Just yeah. Those are very. There's scary a lot dudes. of on the fence people. There's a lot of people. They're also wired to do what they're not supposed to do. Right. There's a lot of people that are just wired to do shit that's wrong. I, yeah. I think it has something to do with people that like blowjob videos. 
guys that like blowjob videos. Well, I think, no, I think some dudes, for real, like, some dudes are so dumb that they're so, like, they fight the system no matter what. They're right. wired to right. not do what they're supposed to oh, do. Oh, right, right. But if they're in a situation where they're drunk and they're with a guy, yeah. the situation to not do is not let this guy suck your dick. <laughs> right. But they might be so crazy and stupid. And yeah. like, all right, let's see what this is like. Well, you want to do this shit? <laughs> yeah. And, and Just because I don't give a fuck, yeah. bro. I'll do whatever. And I know we all have guys in our head that we're thinking of, but it's just like, I, and probably some of the same guys, too. It's yeah. Like, especially within this, this thing, when you meet guys like that. I've met so many. One we were talking about earlier in your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them out there. There's a there's a lot of people that are a mess. But still, man, the the, the prejudice against hating hating gay people to me is one of the most disturbing ones. It's getting it's getting exposed that it ain't cool though. I mean, it's got, it's definitely there, but like some really cool people are starting to say, "Knock it off," it's, you know. It has to be because I want to be able to use the word faggot and not worry about anything. You can. I don't well, want anybody thinking I'm a goddamn homophobe because yeah. I'm not at all, not even a little bit. And I want to be able to make fun of crazy people like Ted Haggard and not be called a homophobe. Oh right, that right. Guy, or this Eddie Long character yeah. that's been banging kids. Like, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of these. Crazy religious assholes that are pretending to be straight, right. when really they're gay and they're fucking people. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with being gay. Right. What I'm talking about is some crazy liar. I'm not talking about two people that are in a consensual relationship and they enjoy each other's company and they both happen to be guys. Right. What do I give a fuck about that? Right. What's funny to me is crazy assholes like Ted Haggard. Oh, yeah, who go on a crusade. Super religious yeah. and yeah. doing meth and getting hookers <laughs> off Craigslist, yeah. 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 just yeah. loking out. But it's a funny thing, whereas if you start making fun, of that guy, all right. of a sudden you're you're making fun of all games. Yeah, and that's that's where it's getting it's getting kind of ridiculous. It's like you still have to be able to like you know you gotta uh, be able to make fun of everything there, there, if it's valid. There's hood people and we make fun of them. It's not like we're making fun of all black people. Like right. remember that Chris everybody Rock's getting bit. raped in here. Remember the the, the internet. Person? What is that? That one where every, oh, everybody yeah, getting yeah. raped it's in what? here. Everybody getting raped in here. It's like we were made fun of that person. Not all black people. It's just that person. <laughs> Same with the flamboyant gay or the guy hiding it. I mean, the guys like Haggerty. That's hilarious. It's like you find out he's. Not just gay, but he's the most devious, just disgusting. Like, like it's almost like a, a, a Law and Order episode. It's so bad. It's like, are you kidding me? I loved the gay hooker that he was banging went on CNN. Oh, My man know. just outed him. He's like, yeah, I'm a gay hooker. Mm. He just went on CNN and admitted he was a gay prostitute. And he had sex several times with Ted Haggard and they smoked meth together oh, and shit. So brilliant. Whoa, like, that guy got on CNN. It, but, what, how much, I think he probably got more dick after that. I bet his fucking roster was stocked oh, every Hager? day. No, the, the gay oh, the, hooker. The gay oh, hooker. Yeah. I bet that oh, was like time. the best thing oh, for his yeah. business oh, yeah. ever. Big if, time. They, if he was smart, he would have said, I'll go on. Just yeah. give me, just poke my website up there. Plug yeah. my website. Yeah, he got bi- <laughs> Bible butt. Gaymilitary.com. <laughs> that, that kind of guy, like when they when they find out about guys like that, I just love it. It's like you never yeah. think you're going to see that kind of justice in your life. <laughs> one of the, like, I know, like one like, of the worst people on earth. You're like, how is this for me? It's like, that's Exactly. It's like a gift from the universe. Like to see Rush Limbaugh really get his or somebody like that you know what I mean like to see it somebody well, but he was hooked on Oxycontin so yeah. it was pretty close homeboy was taking a hundred oxys a day and, and, and go ranting on against the, the liberal that. elite you don't just kick that well it Con- made him are... go deaf how about that Jeez, he was dude. doing so many oxys he lost his hearing oh. holla Oh, that's, fu- that's what? Is, what the? Yeah. How the fuck does that work? I'll, Alex Jones explained the medical reasoning behind it to yeah. me. I don't remember it, nor do I know if it's correct. Yeah. But what he said, and it makes sense to me. I don't think. Look, you go deaf, and by the way, you happen to be doing a hundred oxy's a day. Dude, that might be related. I can't believe that he's fat alive. fuck was throwing down a hundred. I can't hear, but I'm gonna continue to use it because I like getting high. <laughs> 
You can do a, an, a Rush Limbaugh, man. We need to make some parodies. Yes, Rush Limbaugh. Yes. I buy this off of a liberal. Brody. But I do them. It's so funny. That guy's just tuned into that dumb, dumb ideology. That just dumb, dumb, you know, I'm a, I'm a fucking patriot. I'm, I'm here to, this is a, there's a good God, Christian, loving country here, yeah. and we need to support all these goddamn, you know, hippies out there and liberals. They're trying to take down this democracy, this great thing that was founded in 17, blah, 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 and they'll just yeah. start rattling off facts and you numbers. You think he believes all that? You think him no, and Beck and those guys? They're acts. They know they're, they're acts, acts, right? They're it, all acts. They it, know it's far more complex than that, but it's that position is an excellent profit position. Yeah. You can make a lot of fucking money being right. the super patriot guy right. rallying against the liberals. Especially because now. nobody wants to be yeah. a pussy, okay? Yeah, and liberals yeah. are pussies. Yeah, big That's time. the problem. That's a big You know, big people problem. go, what are you, a Rogan? Don't tell me you're a liberal. Come on. Oh, don't tell me I want freedom. Don't tell me I want the ability to express yourself unhindered. That I believe in the First Amendment. That I think gay people should be willing to do whatever the fuck they want to do or allowed to do whatever the fuck they want to do. People should be able to get married. You shouldn't... you know, hate crime shouldn't be real. I think, yeah, we should figure out how to fucking clean up the ghettos. Right. I think we should figure out how to use some of our taxes to fucking help out little kids that are born into some shit position. And it's supposed to be all within the jurisdiction of this country. So, right. yeah, why aren't we approaching that? Yeah. So if that makes me a liberal, yeah, I'm a liberal. Which, which everything you named, a lot of people are scared to realize that they are. I have a lot of friends, especially back in Arizona growing up there, you know, who like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm conservative. It's like, look at you. You, you, you look like a, a rapper right now. You're, you're not conservative. <laughs> you, you, you quote Tupac. You're not conservative. You're just not. What, what people think of conservative, a lot of it is in support of big business. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem because they say, well, hey, it's just fucking capitalism. That's why this country's so great. I totally am in favor of big business. Right. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have all this cool shit. But the problem is big business likes to act like it's not a person, right. like it's above being a person. If big business was a person and did all this shit, it would get sued and closed down and yeah. arrested, and you'd have it a would, real problem. He'd be an asshole. It, like Hal Burton. Hal Burton. They, there's $90 billion missing from Iraq. <laughs> $90 billion. <laughs> if Hal Burton was a dude... And he's like, I don't know. It's fucking gone, man. They're like, Bob, there's 90 billion Billion missing. missing. 90,000 million. Where the fuck is it? I don't know. (laughs) You couldn't fucking do that. They would arrest that guy. That guy would be in shackles in in the court. That would be the number one story on the news. Ever, yeah. Bob Halliburton in the the court today. Doesn't know where he put the 90 billion. It's like misplacing a state. Like, where's Wyoming? Where Where did Wyoming go? Think uh, of the number God. ninety billion. That is so huge. That, that is that is such a sizable piece of money that could do so much for every state in the nation. Dude, that, that, that they would notice it. I'm talking major shit. They're missing so much money over there. They're missing money from the the mercenary accounts. They're yeah. missing. They don't oh, know where time. the fuck anything is going. That's amazing. Do you know that Monsanto, the fucking seed corporation, the gen- genetically modified food corporation, oh, sure, yeah. the one that sells seeds that to makes farmers everybody and then makes grow. the farmer buy new seeds right. next year, and if they you can't use the seeds, no wax seeds. Yeah, you can't like re reuse them. Like nature intends. You can't like if you buy a fucking tomato right. and that tomato has seeds in it, you know, and you know. Or you rather you buy seeds for the tomato, grow the tomato, and then take the seeds out of the tomatoes you grow and replant them. They'll arrest you. You're breaking the law. You're breaking the yeah, law. Yeah. They just bought Blackwater. Jeez, they. Uh, <laughs> God, dude. 
Jeez, the, the devil they, just bought the most evil corporation ever. Bought the second most evil corporation. That is awful. I saw that. I saw what they did to those poor farmers, those poor guys. They're Dude. like, what am I supposed to do? They're like, you're growing seeds, aren't you? A chick named Crooklyn from Tap Out Radio sent me a documentary, and I watched it. And it's it's all about these people from these impoverished countries that that committed suicide because they couldn't repay the debt that they owed to Monsanto. Oh my god, dude! It's all about how what they figured out was if you could get patents on plants, yeah, if you could modify a plant, get a patent on it, then you own it, then you copyright that plant. It's yours, right? No one else can grow it, and right. You can control it, just like downloads on the internet. That's, that's it's fucking that's nuts, crazy, man. They they figured out a way to do that with food. Yeah. They figured out a way to, to copyright food. It's when like I their saw, food. When I saw that, I saw you know a bunch of those, the king corn and all those other ones. And I was I, I was honest to God, completely naive about the whole thing. I don't eat fast food <laughs> right. and that kind of crap. But I was like, I think I'm doing okay. But I don't realize it doesn't matter that I'm getting the choice cut of beef at Ralph's. It's still from this corn fed. You know, slaughterhouse. Right, right. they, they said there was something yeah. like fourteen thousand slaughterhouses in America in the, in, in the early eighties, and now there's like five. Really? Like literally, like they, it's all going down through one company, Tyson Farms, and and uh, I can't remember the other one, but it's like literally your meat is all, and it's like if one's bad, that's why people are getting sick with E. coli like all over in, in mass numbers because it's like it's not nothing's regionalized anymore; it's all centralized. It's it's like we make it here, we chop the meat up, we put the bad with the good, and we sell it to you. You know, it's like unless you're getting shit from, you know, a farmer that you know is a farmer or your local. Luckily here, we've got them, farmer's markets, but it's just, it's disgusting. That's another fucked up thing about people, the disconnect between the meat and and your food, the disconnect between where it comes from. Oh, yeah. There's a a big disconnect there. You know, I've told people that I want to go hunting. I'm supposed to go hunting with Ricky Schroeder this season. Oh, wow. And uh, Ricky Schroeder loves to hunt. Really? It's kind of crazy. But uh, um, but and I tell people about it, they're like, why would you want to kill an animal? Why would mm. you want to do that? I'm like, you eat meat, don't you eat meat? Yeah. Someone's killing that. Well, yeah. you know what? I don't have to see it. If I don't have to see it, I don't want to see it. Right. You don't want to see it, but you're experiencing what comes from it, and that's like there's there's a disconnect there that yeah. can never be healthy. Yeah, it can you, never be healthy to be eating animals and not know what it feels like to kill an animal. Right. Yeah, you're it right about be. that. It can't because you're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you think about the people that we consider the most in tune with nature. Those are the American Indians, right? Those right. are the ones that we always glorify and we always, you know. Saying that these are the guys that were like in tune with the, you know, sure. they used every part of the buffalo that they killed. Yeah, they didn't waste anything. They lived harmonious, yeah. harmoniously with their And, earth. you know, they, they would, you know, like praise the spirit of the animal that provided them with food. You know, they, they had this, this respect for their own prey right. was like very prevalent throughout their culture. You know, respect for the buffalo and yeah. all these different stories about the when buffalo we and they came in and slaughtered them all. Dude, you, you I mean, you want to talk about how destructing human beings can be? That's one of the greatest stories ever. Oh, yeah. Just how many. They slaughtered, just slaughtered them in, in how short a time. There was too. millions of yeah. them. They used to be all over the place. Yeah. Buffalo used to be like overwhelming yeah. all over this country. I'd freak out if I saw one once. I've seen one in my life. Can you imagine? That'd be crazy. Yeah. And they just went just nutty, shooting yeah. all of them and taking their skins. That was like a big business, yeah. shooting buffaloes and selling their skins. Yeah. And then and they, they didn't know they were picking them off like what, you know, just like cherries in the beginning because they didn't know to be afraid of man because they, yeah. never, they never had been and they never heard a gun. Yeah. You know, yeah. they didn't know to scatter when they heard that gun. They just <laughs> boom, one would drop. Boom, another would drop. Talk about a fucking species getting jacked. Yeah. 
Oh, Species living time. forever in this one spot, having no problems, yeah. eating grass, wandering around, yeah. and all of a sudden these little pink monkeys with metal bang sticks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pop, pop, come out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, and just start dropping motherfuckers. Yeah. We talk about an alien invasion, man. And How terrifying must that shit be to Buffalo? Oh, I know. That's like an alien invasion. That's like fucking We Are the wo- uh, War of Worlds. Right. We, are, mean, the r- we <laughs> are the world. <laughs> we are the world. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like We Are the World. All the monkeys are holding hands with yeah. the buffalo. Dude, think about how fucking freaky that would be if Buffalo were intelligent and this just started happening and they were just stuck with these goofy <laughs> buffalo bodies. Oh, yeah, I mean, look at dolphin bodies. Dolphins can't really move anything around. They, yeah. can't, they, can't, you know, they can't manipulate things. If they're they're kind of stuck just as much as buffalo are. You just can't say that man doesn't have an effect on his environment because that's, that's the first series of evidence that, that, that proves that. Fuck, you know? dude. We wiped out Indians, buffaloes, yeah. Yeah. everything. Yeah, man. dude. We make shit extinct and then we bring a thing or two back like the California condor. But again, but it was like, who? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Keep that spotted owl healthy. Yeah. That little prick who, who, who in my front yard, that owl, I hate that prick. I hate it. Oh, I got him. a big-ass owl that lives in my neighborhood, bro. I see this motherfucker at night. He's big like a dog. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the Owls wings, are no joke. No, they're not they a joke. They are big and fucking scary, yeah. and they're like the most ruthless predators. Oh, big the time. Owls attack eagles. Yeah. They go in eagles' nests while eagles are sleeping and kill them. Yeah, How about that? Those are those bad Those fucking news. talons, they get you, man. I've seen them jack rabbits around here, man. Oh, yeah. It's a trip. You're like, you're watching like Wild Kingdom type shit, right? Yeah. Right, right on my street. It's weird I, to have a bird. There's a bird of prey living in, in the, mm, our front yard. A big one. Bro. And when he gets loud at night, woo, yeah. I'm just like, please be quiet. Yeah. Woo, it's just so scary. It's like you hear it coming from his diaphragm. He's, yeah. he's a man. It's like a, yeah, it's like a man. It's like a 60 pound animal. There's a dude out in the tree. I mean, I don't know how much they actually weigh, but it looks like a, if it was a dog, it'd be like a 50 pound dog. I'm willing to bet they get that dog. big. Five, six foot wingspan. Psh, it's a flying cat. There was one outside, bigger than a cat, way <laughs> yeah. bigger than a cat. There was one outside my window the other day. He was just sitting on my railing. Motherfucker was, he had to be almost three feet tall. Wow. You ever playing there? They're, they're a big fucking too. gray thing. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm like, that's like a demon. Man. This, <laughs> this thing that only Pretty comes much. out at night and just jacks things. Yeah. It takes advantage of the fact that everyone else is sleeping yeah. and just fucks things. Like, you got to think, like, the first person to see, like, I always think that about silverback gorillas. Compared to men, they're, they were discovered pretty recently yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I think, Very you know, the, the, the mountain gorilla in the 50s was like the first time somebody came across, like, uh, this healthy furry black man who can I'm half black by the way audience <laughs> just to get that out of the way hey man who the um, but uh, like just this a monster yeah, monster there's a hundred pound ferocious vegetarian like and nobody would believe with you. little dicks little yeah, one inch dicks little tiny ones yeah, and peaceful dicks. animals at that too yeah. you notice them versus the chimps the chimps are the ones with oh, the loose screws yeah they chimps, start clapping chimps you know? are out of control they're like gangs but the, the, the gorilla just eats and sleeps well all they're day. vegetarians that's, yeah. that's the difference yeah. that's clearly the difference but the, I mean they, they've figured out a way to, to supply their body with just plants so there's no need to be aggressive except to protect themselves are you are you a vegetarian no do, do you know uh, uh herschel walker yes what's his is, is it is his diet real it may not be uh, bread and it doesn't it, make any sense yeah bread it, does, it, how, it doesn't make any it, sense you can maintain mass apparently herschel walker is one of those guys and he's a tremendous athlete and an incredible competitor and sure. he's a great football player and he's been a, a great spokesperson for uh depression and for uh brain injuries and shit like that mm-hmm. and he's a fucking he's a bad motherfucker and he's a tremendous athlete I right. mean, i'm very impressed with the way he gets into strike force but the knock on him is that he wants people to 
to think and know that he's extraordinary. Right. You know, so right. I mean, he, he is extraordinary as sure. an athlete. He's got an extraordinary work ethic, extraordinary sure. abilities, but he wants people to think that he's like something out of this world. So right. he'll say something like, "I don't know. This is true. I mean, this is just what I've heard. Right. What I've heard is that he'll say, well, I only eat a bowl of soup a day.' Meanwhile, he's, he's fucking eating food. Man, look at him. Yeah. He weighs two hundred twenty pounds. He would disappear. <laughs> you, exactly. <laughs> it's like, That's the thing. Stop it with your crazy talk. He's massive. You know? His traps I, start yeah. from the bottom of his ears and go down here. I don't necessarily here. believe his diet. Yeah, I, but. I, I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, he's. I mean, I've heard my whole life growing up. They're like, he only does push-ups. He only does prison work. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, he does. He does. I, I do bought that. that, but the meal yeah. thing, I was like, there's no way. It doesn't make any sense. Your body would eat it. Your muscles would continue exactly. start to eat themselves. There's no food. That's not enough calories. Yeah, it's not. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. It's just. It's like one plus one is eighty nine. Right. That's what you're saying to me. You're <laughs> right. saying you eat a bowl of soup every day. Okay. Yeah. And you weigh two twenty and you fucking do MMA workouts for three hours a day and you're forty seven. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, what are you talking about? What are you talking yeah, about? I'm, you just, I'm you God. just said some nonsense. I'm, I'm God. That's I don't who know I what am. I mean. I don't know what he's really eating. And I don't even know what he really said. But right. But I've heard people that were very knowledgeable, that were professional fitness people, instructors, and you know, and, and personal tra- or, uh, fit, uh, trainers, fight right. trainers, and, and nutritionists. I've heard every. I've heard like a conversation like among six guys, and they were all saying, "There's no fucking way. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. Even, even with supplements, there's no way. You, you, it's like you, this guy's eating food. He has to yeah. eat food. Yeah. You have. You to. know. I mean, some guys go vegan. There's a lot of guys that are vegans. Yeah. That's pretty extreme. Um, Antonio McKee's very successful wrestler. He's really good. He's been undefeated for like I think six, seven years in a row. Just fucking takes guys down, outworks them. And right. He's a he's a vegan, straight vegan. Matt Danzig, he's another one. Straight What's vegan. the deal though? How do you get? I mean, how do you get your protein? It's like I could never be one. I mean, what, quinoa what, what, is the best source because quinoa is this grain. Delicious. That, yeah, yeah, it's spelled. Quinona. It's spelled like Q U I O N A or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's not so awesome. Yeah, it's really good, and it's a it's a grain that has all the amino acids in it. But if you have like hemp protein, you're not going to get all of them. And if you have like you know rice protein, you're not going to get all of them. It's you don't get the same stuff that you get out of meat unless right. you're very careful. You got to right. be like really careful with your protein. I mean, is is it, is it better to be a vegetarian? Do you think? I don't think so. Not necessarily. You know, it's an interesting story when um, Travis Barker from uh, Blink-180, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is. What mm-hmm. is he from? What Good thing? Tattoos. Like, like when, yeah, the dude yeah. with tattoos, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that guy got in a terrible plane crash. Right, with the DJ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, when when he got fucked up in that plane crash, that's when he became a meat eater because the skin ga- grafts weren't taking. Skin grafts weren't oh. taking, and then once he started eating meat, they started taking. Wow. wow. I've, yeah. been, I've been eating hardcore vegan for like the last couple weeks. And How but, many dicks you suck in those times? But, <laughs> no, no, but, but I've been only doing it like 90% of the time, meaning I'm not – like I still throw in steak and, and stuff like that here and there. But So I'm not doing 100% vegan, but I have noticed since I've been eating it, I just feel way better. And like, Well, you need to clean your diet Vegan up. cheese, by the way, is so awesome. For you, you need to clean your diet up. You know that. So, well, I've always, been eat, I've always been eating healthy for, for Weight Watchers because I've been doing Weight Watchers for like four years. So I'm still – I'm not eating – Still you doing Weight Watchers? Yeah, I'm t- I've been on Weight Watchers too for this whole time. Too. But you'll fluctuate. You'll huh? go like back and forth. Yeah. What I'm saying is yeah. that there's you're obviously not watching it all the time. And if you do, and you all of a sudden get on a strict thing like like a, a vegan diet, when you're getting all these nutrients and all this fiber and all this water in your system, you're going to feel way better for okay. sure. You know, but a lot of it is because. I've been eating a shitload of quinoa, though. That's yeah. my new favorite thing. Quinoa. Quinoa, yeah. Quinoa. quinoa. Like the, I said, it's spelled funky. But it's protein? or it's, Yeah. It's, well, it's, what they say is the most complete plant-based protein. There's a place That's called Swingers yeah. that makes the best 
You just go there and get a side of it. I make it protein good. shakes. I put hemp protein in it. Hemp protein is pretty good. Yeah. But whey protein really is better. That's what I was doing. I was doing 150 grams of the whey protein. Whey but protein you know, is probably strangely better. enough, I developed a kidney stone shortly after and that. I, I'd rather get water. shot next time. Got to drink water, son. Yeah. I'm drinking a lot more yeah. now. Very important. You That's uh, even better than water. You ever have coconut water? No. Oh, shit, son. Oh, Hold you on. got some coconut water up in here? Oh, shit, I got some coconut water. It's the best coconut water. It's called O2. Somebody brought it into jujitsu class one night. It's called CO2. CO2. C2O. Instead of H2O. Yeah, C2O. It's fucking awesome. Wait. Way better than that coconut one or whatever it's called. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Is this thing still on? Because it just crashed. Yeah, it's... Cool. Uh, this coconut water is the fucking bomb diggity, folks, and it's super healthy for you. Coconut water, if you uh, if you look at it, it's like nutritional profile, it's way better for you than um, sports drinks. You know, it's like the best for you, like right oh, after you get done working out. Sweet, it's delicious too. It is good. So you got to take care of your body, son. That's you know, all we're talking about here, fitness and shit. I just started. You know, I'm thirty. By the way, now, by the way, I, I, have like- to, I have to say this one more time because I, I, I get. People complain when someone goes, oh, I'm a vegetarian. I go, how many dicks you suck? <laughs> I'm not serious, yeah. okay? Fucking relax with the tweets. You you ignorant asshole. Vegetarianism does not <laughs> equal gay. If you're down with animal suffering and cruelty. It's just a joke, man. Do you think uh, Mr. Rogers was gay? Because I watched it the other day, and I felt like I was watching like myself getting raped or something. Like I was like, whoa, this creepy guy. Oh my god, he's so gay now. Well, there's a lot of characters <laughs> that like that, or like Mr. Wizard that couldn't be around today, like old guy yeah. doing experiments in the basement. Mr. Rogers was probably one of those guys that was gay, but he never did anything. Didn't do anything because he didn't want to ruin his reputation. He was like, like Dexter. He, he kept he, his. He, he, he sat probably home had, and cried. He probably had three secrets, you know, that haunted him. <laughs> Maybe, every day, yeah. You know? oh, three secrets. Fred Rogers is a, is a pillar in, a in the woods. Yeah, something probably happened. Him yeah. and that. But whatever that drawing, the artist guy used to go on canoe trips with kids. Did you know, he, you know Bob Ross? Oh yeah, Bob Ross. <laughs> Dude, you know who's me and Bob Ross are going to go canoeing with the kids mm-hmm. this weekend. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> are you <laughs> battling impressions? I like. Uh, you know who I love is Huel Hauser. You know, Huel yeah, Hauser. sure, isn't sure. he the best? He's only yeah. an LA guy. Yeah, in the rest of the country. He's, a, he's this local guy, and he's kind of he's he's a kind of a country bumpkin, but he's just as nice and as pleased with everything. You take him anywhere, he's like, "Wow, what's that?" They'll be like, "It's a water fountain, Hugh. It's not even on the floor. Let's go." Oh, wow, what does it do? But he's on PBS. And it's one of these shows you just get you get so addicted to watching. It's such bad programming. You begin to love it, like really love it, and you just see this guy, and he goes all around California. Kind of annoying people, but he's likable. You know what I mean? And I saw him one time. I lived in L.A., Hollywood for 10 years, and I was, like, starstruck. I was like, ah. now there's a star, Heel Hauser. Because you feel like you're the only one on Earth watching his show. Right. Well, other people watch it, too, and it becomes entertaining. What What is unentertaining and is terrible right. becomes so terrible, becomes yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes weird. You it's know? like watching a really bad newscast or something. They don't you know? know that it's... The, the problem with like the guys that are like, they're doing unintentional comedy. Right. They don't know they're doing oh, yeah. that. They don't they know don't they're being know. brilliant. Yeah. So when you talk to them, that's when you get, you get bummed out. Oh, yeah. You start talking to them. Because you're goofing on them. But they don't. They don't want to be goofed on. No, I've, I'm at a meeting with Oliver Stone. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Wow, it sure is neat. <laughs> some dudes don't. They don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Who, who else is like that? Like some people, and some people embrace it though. You know, like you take like a Hasselhoff or or somebody, right. or, 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 or William Shatner. That's the coolest guy ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I'm a douchebag, yes, but I'm a good one. 
You know, it's just got that. It's got that. I know I'm a douche feeling. I don't think he's to a where you can't. No, he's, he's not a just douche. Got so much, so many people tugging at him. You right. have to act a certain way. He's he's you, a, have to, you have to be able to distance yourself slightly from people. He embraces the caricature he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's and, a little of that, but he's also, you know, he's a fucking talented guy. He's been around a long goddamn time. Dude, I worship. People it. probably fuck with him all day. Yeah, I time. don't know anything about Priceline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was killer on the Twilight. He's on the greatest Twilight Zone episode ever, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand feet how crazy is my man charlie sheen oh dude i love it and the story just keeps getting better my man charlie sheen oh. if you don't know the story charlie sheen got arrested in a hotel in new york city mm. coked up screaming nigger mm-hmm. while a prostitute was locked in his bathroom yeah, a, por- a porn star prostitute <laughs> a porn star prostitute who, who wasn't Which even black porn stars yeah she who, wasn't, who black. wasn't even black and he just brought the word in he um wanted to uh to get her to fuck him but she wouldn't do anything until she got her money and he couldn't find his money. Now, this is a story that Radar Online was saying. Right. So uh, he uh, he fucking starts punching holes in the wall, screaming "nigger." <laughs> yeah, I love that. that. When I heard that, I was like, "It's getting so good now." It's like it's like it can get any better. Yeah, it really. The only can. way it can get better is if this bitch had her iPhone out. Please, I'm please almost, release the video. I'm almost looking at this like guy, like almost like he's untouchable. This guy's untouchable. He's a bad motherfucker. He's a bad he's got a raise. dude. Well, he's got a raise. There's, there's something going on there. Because I don't know if you guys remember, like, six months ago, there was something to do with, like, Mexican gangs and those what? guys. Yeah. And what guys? The the, the, the cast of that show, the two kid, the two dads and a kid, what? Fat, oh, the nasty kid show. Somebody was trying to, uh, his ex-wife, like, hired a dude, like, Omar from the wire or something to go right. kill him. Like there right. was a hit Wait, put out on, yeah. on Charlie Sheen. On, yeah, on, no, on Ducky or from the, the other guy from the show. The other guy from the Get show. The Dude, that show, show that show is straight up gangster. You go fi- see a filming. I of like that. how I you say straight a- up gangster. <laughs> and you do that with your hands. I, you you are to, the least gangster man yeah, to ever to, exist. You go to a filming of that. There's probably some sketchy shit there. You know, like like there's probably like crazy gang. And the worst thing of the show is awful. I would. The show is no. It seems like that show is horrible. I don't understand if Mad Men was riddled with shit like that. I'd be like, oh, that'd be pretty cool, but it's like this show is the worst show ever, and it gets the best ratings ever. Like, it's the biggest, it's the high, highest rated show, but sitcom. There's only a what few is of them. the big deal behind this show? What is what do people like about you it? You know, it's the one liners, it's the quips, it's just you know, it's just it, it appeals to families. I guess I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's kind of it's you know I watch it because fast I, I, every girl I date for some reason likes that show, so I have that shit on my DVR. So once in a while, that's one of my go to bed shows. You're dating probably. stupid whores. Yeah, then. I know. <laughs> I, I am, uh, but but like I put it on before, like before I go to bed, and so I end up like half watching it, sure. and it's it's you know it's just fucking it's a sitcom, it's, you know. It's just it's it's a it's. A I only sitcom. watched it's... one part of one episode. I was <laughs> like, all right, let's see what this is all about. Right. I gave it like fifteen seconds. And yeah, to fuck my. And I mean, as a comedian, you're it's, you you just can't. Oh, yeah. It's a, you just can't. Honestly, people you, like people don't know how hard it is to go from being a comedian to doing shitty comedy. To no. Doing shitty comedy is hard. Doing a shitty sitcom, shitty sitcom. Sitcoms are brutality. Yeah. They're really hard to do. Yeah. They're terrible. You've They're- done sitcoms. What was your show again, Frank? If you're on a shitty one, man. Oof. Oh, I was on a shitty Yeah, Frank TV. That was... Um- that wasn't a shitty one, was it? No, no it was an, a, a, a decent. It was a, a decent sketch. It was small, I'll say. It was small, so it was like you know, definitely didn't. It wasn't like showing up to the set of you know a, a major network. It was TBS, mm-hmm. but I had fun. It was enjoyable. But but news radio, now that's huge. Now what was that it wasn't, like showing? It but, wasn't huge. Did that become huge? See, after? No, it became huge after. While we were on the air, I mean, we got the syndication, sure, bar- barely. Right. But we like we were supposed to get hundred episodes. We actually only did ninety eight. But what happened with news radio is we just kept getting moved. We got moved 
nine times over the course of five seasons. Yeah, Yeah. we got moved like crazy. And you realize that a lot of like what puts a sitcom in certain places, like Paul Sims used to talk about it. There was the shit sandwich between Friends and uh, there was something else that was on after Friends. It was good too. Something Something else that was good. And they would they would always sandwich these shitty shows. In those spots before that, oh, yeah. and those shows would be huge. Like, like um, there was uh, one called The Single Guy. There was this terrible show, you know, really that, nice yeah, guy. Yeah. It was the star Jonathan something or another. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, Super yeah, nice yeah. guy, but the show was terrible. It just wasn't good. But meanwhile, it was getting giant monster ratings. It was right Silverman. after Friends. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. so people would watch it, yeah. and you know, Sims would bitch, and we would get moved around, and we were on like Tuesday and Sunday and right. Wednesday and Monday. We just got get moved all over the place, and no one even when the show got canceled. It partially was because Phil Hartman got killed, you know, right. and so the last season we did with Lovitz, and the season, the last season for a couple reasons wasn't as good. It wasn't as good because we had a different executive producer because Paul Sims was working on this other thing called Overseas that I was the star of. It was mm-hmm. another sitcom that they were trying to do on NBC, and part of it was because Phil was gone, and it was a totally different vibe, right. you know. So we had you know John Lovitz who was very funny, but he's very different, and we had to kind of adjust, and everybody was all fucked up because. You know, just a few months ago, the dude was hanging out with us, and now he's murdered. And, yeah, we, yeah. and then we have to like do a whole episode where we have to like you know talk about how he died, uh. and, then, and then this guy, the Lovitz character, gets introduced, and <sighs> so that was part of the reason why it got canceled. But the right. other reason was it wasn't that successful. They would come in. We got moved around so many times. The writers would come in like this guy. Uh, uh, Lou Morton, who's hilarious, very very funny writer. And this motherfucker got me addicted to Quake. He was the guy who got me addicted because he was really good at it. And we would battle back and forth at work because they had a, a whole Quake land, oh, yeah. local area network set up there. He used to come in um, on the day of the ratings were released with whatever number uh, we were because mm. like it was it became like a joke written on his T-shirt. <laughs> and he came in one day and it said eighty eight. <laughs> Uh, 88? 88 we were 88th <laughs> out of all the shows on TV we were 88 wow, wow. And especially what in 97 yeah. 98 were like there that. even that many shows on there TV there was not that many shows yeah. and so we were like whoa wow. 88th or it might have been 84th it was in the 80s but did, I mean the thing is that weren't you just glad to show up and be working in Me, Hollywood yes. you know For what sure. I mean definitely absolutely what I'm saying is it just look I, I they, people would always bitch people on the set would be like mm-hmm. this is fucking bullshit you know why does you know Caroline in the City get to be on they would call mm-hmm. it Caroline in the Shitty mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. you see the new promo for Caroline the Shitty right. fucking show is terrible there was a lot of that going on there was a lot of that going on right. like, on the set but there was also a lot of people that were like this is we're doing something really special this is like a lot of fun well as a comedian too you already have kind of a, a, a more of a blue collar work ethic that we have over actors I think a lot well, of the act- not all yes. actors but I we- for, for sure appreciated it more because I never expected it right you know yeah. and, and, and it's that's, a different thing it, actors they always grow up wanting to be in sitcoms me I was in a sitcom like almost per chance oh wow you know, the whole thing became I never took acting Is it, I heard this story about that. Did, did I hear right that Ray Romano was he was the original he was the original my character. couldn't cut it yeah they fired him wow. and then hired a, another actor to do it for the pilot so that then the other actor did it for the pilot mm-hmm. and then they fired him and hired me wow so I didn't really take Ray's part. I took the guy who stole Ray's part. Isn't that something? <laughs> how stories work out like just that 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 close? It could have been some other. Well, and the worst is they when just they decided di- to go a different way with it. They yeah. just you know it wasn't that Ray wasn't good. It's was like you know Ray was older and sure. Ray was more relaxed. And right. They just try. They were they were trying to figure out. So the the next guy was like the zany guy. He's like ah, what do I got over right. here? Ah. Right. Right. And they're like ah, that didn't work either. And then I just got lucky. I just came in. 
Had you, had you taken a bunch of acting classes? No, or? I've been on a shitty show, though. I got a development deal with Fox. Mm-hmm. Or with, it was with Disney, actually. And then I was on this show called Hardball. This is how bad the show was. It was a baseball show. It was a sitcom. And it could have been hilarious, because the guys who originally wrote it, this guy's named Jeff Martin and Kevin Curran, mm-hmm. they were writers for The Simpsons, and they wrote for Married with Children. They oh, were wow. brilliant. And they wrote a brilliant pilot. The pilot was hilarious. Yeah. Jim Brewer was in the pilot. Too, oh, I love and, Jim Brewer. Yeah, and uh, Mike Starr. You might have seen him. He's in Goodfellas. He's been in a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. And like, Bruce Greenwood. And it was a good, good cast, a good, yeah. like good Alexander Wentworth. But the, the the real problem was with the network and with uh, they didn't want these guys Jeff and Kevin to be the producers of the show because they didn't think they knew how to run a show. Right. So they brought in this other dude, and this other dude just started fucking hacking it up, uh, hacking it up, taking scripts and just butchering them and uh, just terrible jokes. And he would go and do coke on his yacht with this girl who was playing my girlfriend in the, in, the, in this uh, first episode. Oh my God. He uh, he became friends with this chick and would take her on his yacht and they would write and he would do blown fucker and uh, come back with the worst scripts uh, of all time but when they would come back like, she would have like more lines and oh it was like, god no <laughs> it was great uh, and finally it got to we, we filmed a few episodes with this guy and he was so hated and it was so the the, the, the tension on the set was so bad yeah. that they decided to fire him they oh, got good. rid of him they got god. rid of him and they brought in another guy and the other guy closed it out, and there was, but it was only eight episodes. Only seven of them aired, and it was death. It was, and when I was done with that, I was like, "Fuck acting! This is terrible wow. acting. This is the shit you have to deal with." I was ready to go back to New York, but I fucked up and got a whole year lease on this apartment. Oh. I couldn't afford. I was ready to go back. I was like, "This is. I'm done. I'm a comedian, man." Like Fuck you were that this. turned off. Oh by yeah, it. I was totally ready to go. And then all of a sudden, boom! I auditioned for news radio, and I'm on it. I mean, literally, like a month later, it's I'm amazing. on this new show, and it's, I'm fucking working with Phil Hartman. So I go from never taking an acting class, never even thinking about doing acting, right. doing stand up at fucking Jimmy's Comedy Alley in Queens, yeah. and then a week later, you know, I'm in Hollywood, and two months later, I'm sitting across the table read from Phil Hartman, going, "What the <laughs> fuck is yeah. going on here?" That's some cool like, shit. It was bizarre. It was be- beyond bizarre. Yeah, it's cool. You've lived like a, a multiple lives. It seems yeah. like like you've you, you're accomplished in multiple arenas where. It's like uh, you did this, done with that, do this, done with that. It's like I think that's the thing about life. You have to keep just keep trying moving. new shit. Like there's so many things. Like a lot of times I'll say I want to get into this, but it, like 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 my life's over. I'm 31. I'd be like, why not? Why it's not too, get into you do that? anything? You know. And you know how many times I contemplate pr- playing professional pool. I stop and think about how much money would I have to squirrel away for a year to join the pro tour right. and, 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 and try to practice eight, ten hours a day and try to make a run at, at playing pool. And just place. I just want to place in a Like, tournament. you know you got it in you because that's the thing. <laughs> it's like it, you get that feeling. It's like when you come and you do something like this, like in Hollywood, or accomplish yourself in a sport. You know, and you become the elite of your company. It's like you want to do it again. You want to find something that you can. It's like guys who become scratch golfers. Like I think Justin Timberlake or somebody is almost like a scratch golfer at this point. Like he's he's really good. Just got obsessed with it. Yeah, I'm like he kind of should be. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, it's Musashi's quote. Once you understand the way broadly, you can see it in all things. That's one of my favorite quotes. I like that. uh, And it's all about about recognizing what it takes to really master something really takes to get in tune with what what is great about something the buddha says uh, if you want to know how good you're doing at something look back every 10 years and that's Ooh, another one that's, that's one i love one. Uh, because but that takes 10 years to see your progress yeah which he always means stop looking back at your progress <laughs> and just keep thinking it right now goddamn tricky buddhists yeah god damn it was johnny apple seed real or is that just a fictional character he's real and the story is bullshit 
What is really? the story? The yeah. story is that he sprinkled seeds basically all throughout the what, what was it the western yeah. state or yeah. from across the the, the the new when the Louisiana Purchase happened. I think he went just go sprinkling seeds like all yeah. like seeds seeds. <laughs> but they they said Rogers. something. They said I saw a thing about seeds and they're like apples don't grow that way. Yeah, these certain <laughs> right. seeds are don't grow in certain regions. Uh, the first one dies. You know, it's like there's a real maintenance. You don't just sprinkle an apple tree is a is a right. is a hard fucking thing. It's almost like a baby being born. A lot of shit. Has has to go right really apple you know what i mean apple trees off. are hard to pull off and they said that him just going around doing that all it would create is like sour grape size apples <laughs> like it just doesn't work that way you got to huh. cultivate you got to you got to know what you're doing so do you think he spent time to actually plant them properly or he just didn't really do it and he was just trying to get attention i i think he set up the one actual little farm for himself but like i said the second generation don't give off as good as the first and right. you have to stick around and maintain that they act like he's just sprinkled it along the countryside <laughs> wearing a pot on it Maybe it was just his song to promote his yeah. apple farm that he did. <laughs> like I think he's, I think it's the legend is up there with like Paul Bunyan, pretty much. Watch it, watch, watch Shelly Appleseed his great great granddaughter. <laughs> you motherfucker! You? Do you think? Do you think that you would just get used to living like people lived back in those days? <clears throat> like, do you think? I mean, does, do people just get used to it? Or do you think it was like life sucked back then? Like, did they know? It? Were they like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, well, like, life is too fucking hard. I think so. I think with those those pioneers and the people who came out to settle the West, I mean, it's like big balls. You know, I give them big credit for that yeah. because it's like they came down to, you know, the soil and like North Dakota. Like, you can't get through that shit. <laughs> Good and luck farming. Imagine that. they got through that shit and when, with horses. And they were saying, and like, yeah, too. the number of people coming out were just dying in droves. But the ones they finally tackled it and, and got it going, you know, those are the ones that, who who obviously survived and later thrived. But I, I wouldn't want to try that shit. Crazy life. There was a, there was a thing they did on uh, National Geographic or something. It was a reality show, but it was like it was basically like Survivor, but no prize to be won. They just threw you out here. You got to survive in Alaska. So oh, I watched that. I watched the whole thing. It was fucking great, dude. dude. And it really to- talks about like dudes were getting hungry like in the first six hours. Like I yeah. can't even do this shit. Yeah. And then when wow. like even a real big like this cop dude like he couldn't hack it after a while, but ladies were able to hack it. It was just they were killing squirrels with their bare hands to eat. Yeah, and, and they quickly adapted to that. Wouldn't you say? Like after yeah. the first week all civility goes out the window no more table manners i watched one of the first episodes only but they couldn't find anything to kill they killed a squirrel and it fell in a hole yeah they shot it and yeah. it fell in a hole and they couldn't get to yeah it. they couldn't get to it and they were just they starving. had no food there was nothing delirious yeah. like you have to start t- training your body in this sick way to, to just take one morsel of something and and maximize your shit they'd get a kill finally and they'd make a stew because a stew will go further and you can transport a stew because that's the thing too you got to bring your food with you you know, if you kill something, they ate a fucking ate a porcupine. Yeah, it was the most disgusting looking thing when Ugh. they field dressed this thing. Things spilled out of there I'd never uh, seen in my life. A porcupine. A what, porcupine. What's the show, what's what the show called again? I don't remember. Um, it was something about Alaska. Just something. Is that, I think I got it saved. Hmm. Yeah, it was good. I, I watched the whole thing. It was pretty damn good. And, and in the end, they they were emaciated looking. They looked horrible. Yeah, th- there's a guy we've talked about on the show. That you ever w- go to that website vbs.tv? Mm-mm. There's uh, the Vice Guide to Travel. Is a, a whole series that they do online. It's great, great stuff. And one of them, they went to this guy. I think his name is Heinmo. It's got a, it's a strange name, but this guy lives in like northeastern Alaska. Mm. He lives in like this area where you're there's only like only a few people have permission to still live up there and he lives in this one room cabin oh wow and he's been up there for 30 years this guy literally never saw the towers fall you know and he can speak good english he's a very intelligent guy yeah and he 
lives his life just hunting and gathering, just following caribou around, shooting them. He has a couple cabins that he walks to. He has no car. He does everything on foot. He gets supplies dropped. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah. yeah, he gets like bullets and 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 I guess he must get some vegetables. I don't know what happens there. Yeah. I don't know if he gets canned vegetables, but he's not eating any vegetables on the show. What he all he's eating is caribou that he kills and uh, and fish that he catches, God. and that's that's what he does every day. Every day he's following caribou around, shooting them. But he's a very bright guy. Right. And when he's talking, he says that you know that men got away from the whole hunting and gathering thing. What is that? What is that? Is that a fire alarm? Fire alarm? I don't know what that is, man. It's getting really stopped. Oh, it's a water, a oh, water yeah. thing. <laughs> that was crazy. That was a pipe. <laughs> I thought it was a caribou. The fuck kind of show is this, dude? dude <laughs> no, this is that's how ghetto the show is. My pipes are making crazy noises. That's crazy. Oh, not... you know what that is? That's the in-house vacuum cleaner. It's been fucking uh, up lately. Yeah. He has these vacuum cleaners where the you whole wall is a vacuum. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've heard tale of those before. It was cool to actually see one. This house is the shit. By Thanks, the way, man. dude, it's this cool. is this is. Thank, thank God you got that uh, that audition that time, huh? It all Fear worked Factor out. Money. Yeah. Uh, well, so the reason why I was willing to do something like Fear Factor was after doing like a bad sitcom and then entertain the idea of doing another bad sitcom after news radio. Mm. I was like, I'd rather do something that's not funny at all. Yeah. You know, I'd rather do what? What else can I do to get paid? I can do this, and you'll pay me. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Right. I can do that too. I don't. As a comic, I don't watch comedy. I can't stand it. It won't make me laugh. I like drama and I like movies sci-fi. are good. I, I like, like the Hangover. Yeah. Hangover was hilarious. Movies are always good. They don't. They don't. They don't screw you over. They're not trying to fit in a laugh every minute and ten seconds. Right. You know. Right. They're trying to make a good story. They can do a good story. And I like Galifianakis a lot. I think he's. Yeah. he's, he's <clears throat> have you seen the new one? He's no. Is it good? I heard Brody's Dude awesome Dude. in it. Brody, that's so great. That Brody's. Uh, is in it out? Is Dude yeah. Day out? Yeah, Dude Day out. Steve Brennan's easy saw it. Said it was really good. Look, you, you can't go wrong with Galifianakis. He's just funny. He's going to be, like, make a real mark like oh, a Bill Murray, I think. He's I, huge. I, 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 I he's already that. like that. I mean, people, the way people love him, he's already like that. What about that. the whole stink, though, that he... I mean, Bill his... Murray, obviously, is a legend. But yeah, Galifianakis absolutely. is in when Bill Murray was coming up and he was in that, that vibe, you know, like, when Stripes was... You remember Stripes? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, when Stripes was coming out, man, Bill Murray was the, like, anything he could say was funny. Yeah, he just yeah. Would, would watch him. Galifianakis is, like, right he's there. He's getting right there. I watched... You know, I never watched stand-up comedy, and I watched... One night, I was watching Netflix. I was like, I'll check him out. It's Purple Onion. It was like I was genuinely laughing my yeah. ass off. He's very funny. And, and, and as a as a performer, I watched. You know, it's it's a very precise, crafted thing that he does, and he's really good at it. You yeah. know what I mean? To the point where I can respect and be like, oh wow, because as a comedian, it's like a magician. It's like, oh, I know how he did. Right, it. right. Oh, I right. see that. That's great. Good job. But I was literally laughing. I was like, who makes you laugh the most? Besides guys me, like, guys like you, Brody. <laughs> Obviously, your no. friends. I still laugh. Um, is it like late, like Brody? He's probably the biggest unspoken treasure. Brody right? probably he think? just gets to all of us. And the thing about Brody is you have to see him live. I think you and I talked about this. You have to see him in person to get the joke. Yeah, because people who just see him it. online or something they don't. There's something missing in the two dimensional world. You have to see and feel and know the mannerisms and see that this is a character. But God damn it, is this character yes! always you know being attended to? It's like oh, okay, shit, hold on, I'm gonna put a stop to that. No, stop on its own. Um, he makes me laugh. Uh, Bill Burr makes me laugh a lot. Bill Burr, Bill is, Burr is hilarious. I've been, he's I, always writing too. I've heard his mention that that he's the best, one of the best right now. And you know, people are starting to say that. It's like you get so knee deep in it, you don't even like. I'm Caparulo is my best friend, and it's like I forget. I forget he's famous now. It's like it's right. weird. It's like we go places and he gets mobbed. I'm like, wow. is that from the Chelsea Handler show? Yeah, big time. That 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 seemed to just put him through the roof, and now he's doing great on the road. He's happy. He just got engaged the other day. Uh, oh, that should work out well. Yeah, in Hermosa Beach, he got engaged. 
Um, and Is she going to let him play Xbox? And Yeah. And eh, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll still play Madden, I'm sure, but we'll play online. Awesome. But it's like, uh, you know, I, I, things make me laugh that sometimes it's not even a person or a comedian. It's a dog. Dogs make me My dog right. makes me but, laugh. But I, mean, I mean, like with stand-ups. Like, like, uh, do you like Patton Oswalt? I, I do. Louis Anderson? Off and on. I, you do I, off and on? Yeah. I, you know, when He's they, one I, of my favorites, the, man. The, com- the Comedians of Comedy Tour... Um, you know, I like that a lot. I like because uh, um, Galifianakis did some work on that one, and then who's, who are the other nerds? Uh, uh, Brian Pesane. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I like Patton Oswalt. I do because he appeals to comedians. It's just sometimes he's just a little too. Yeah. You know? No, he, I, I think he's I, I, he's but comfortable. He's very he's smart. really comfortable. He's a brilliant. What? He he did this bit. <laughs> he did this bit that that I fucking one of those. I wish I thought of that because I've often thought about it, but I've right. never thought it was funny right. about uh, how all those stores like on Melrose and stuff like you're like how did how do these places pay for, for their rent? They're right. selling candles. You know, right, right, his right. rent's probably like three thousand dollars. You know, this whole bit on that and fucking brilliant. Yeah. He just, you know, I think he's that was one he just made up that night. You see the kid who, felt well, like he's it. a writer, man. He's yeah. a real good writer. You see obviously. the kid who ripped him off and was doing his yeah. jokes. That was hilarious, dude. It was yeah. like, like well, you're two not... kids that ripped him off. One kid ripped him off during a, a commencement speech or oh, some sort of a graduation right. speech. Right? How can you do yeah. that? He fucked up, How and it was a you? one that's online, man. It's like a fucking like. Especially now, see, that's what the internet is doing. It's eradicating liars. It's getting rid of liars. At yeah. least there's a major a them, reference yeah. point here. It's like you know, because remember, like when you were a kid, like, you know, there'd be a kid in your fifth grade. My dad plays for the Raiders. It's like I'm pretty sure he doesn't, but I can't really prove that wrong. But it's like now you can yeah. prove the person wrong on the spot. There's some crazy liars out there, man. I remember one time I was at this club in Florida. And this guy goes, yeah, my boy's on the, fight, on the phone. My boy fought Chuck Liddell before, beat him back in 99. You know, it's like 99 or whatever the fuck the date was. So I get on the phone with this guy. I go, what's up? He goes, yeah, yeah, fought Chuck Liddell, fought Chuck Liddell. And I go, what happened? I stopped him. Stopped. I go, what year was this? And he tells me the year. I go, that, that didn't happen. I go, the only people Chuck's lost to at the time was Jeremy Horn, and uh, he had just lost to uh, Randy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Those are the only people he's lost to. What are you talking about, man? No, man. <laughs> this guy just made something up. Just made completely some crazy story up about about fighting Chuck Liddell. It was like totally artificial. He yeah, just you made think, it up. <laughs> don't you think they document something that important? Well, you know, yeah. It's just like how people come up to you and they're always like saying, "Dude, oh, my friend used to hang out with you." There's just these stories that people tell people yeah. to get like. I was partying with him in Vegas. When you came back to the room, dude was hilarious. I found out a lot of great jokes. I found out exactly what this shit tastes like: the C two O water. It, drink it and think of cereal water, cereal milk. Cereal yeah, milk. milk. After Gordon Grahams, it tastes Gordon like that. That's why it's, it's delicious. Yeah, it's, it's healthy for you too. It's all real pure coconut yeah, it's water. Delicious, right out of coconut. That's some good Rich. shit. Where do you get that at? Online. 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 Who's your dealer? Sketchy website. Some dude got it in, in L.A., but I don't know what store he got it from. And he brought it to jujitsu and he was handing them out. They yeah. actually sell them at the nutrition stores, and I just found out. Do they? Yeah, it's like. Pretty good. Two dollars a bottle. We should be getting a cut from this. No, we should be. Podcast, this should Ryan. be a sponsor. It's bullshit. Yeah, dude, you gotta get them. You gotta get free shit. Plus, light and coconut water. <laughs> so you know, I just realized talking to you about impressions that you know I don't. I've never practiced any of the impressions that I've done. I just do them, like with Joey Diaz or yeah. something like that. I just know I can do it, right. and I just do it. Yeah. Do you? Are you that way too? Like you hear someone talk? Yeah, I think it's like you got to get out of your own way. You just let it filter in and, right. and come out, come out Sound of you. Like that. You know, because yeah. it's like. Like you'll hear it if if you try to scrutinize it, you'll really start to fuck it up. But how do you, you practice it, it? You know, I'll, I'll listen to them on headphones, and if I don't hear my voice anymore, that means I've matched it. You Whoa! I mean? yeah. <laughs> it means I've matched it. Like Damn. like like the Morgan Freeman I started working on in eighth grade. Let me hear that. Well, now hold on, Joe Rogan. Let me get to that. Let's see here. 
There's a fellow named Morgan Freeman, and I started working on the impression when I was in the eighth grade. Yes, sir. I was about 14 years old, jerked off seven times a day. Dude, it's, that is creepy. <laughs> and it took me forever. And what happened, that's creepy. and the that's way really I finally good. perfected it when I was like 22, I saw Ben Affleck on, on, on um, Dave Letterman, and he was doing a, a Morgan Freeman impression. But it was horrible. But he was doing one thing I wasn't doing right. It's that mm-hmm thing. It's on here. He was adding that, but <laughs> everything else was wrong. And I married the two, and I was talking like Morgan Freeman all day. I was calling restaurants, be like, I'd like to get a table for two, please. And they'd be like, okay, Mr. Freeman. I was testing it out, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So when I nail one, I've been working on a Tom Hanks for years, and I still can't get it. There's something, but he's one of those, like, Ice-T, like Morgan Freeman. Everybody knows who he is, but nobody does him. You know? and, yeah. and it's somewhere in here I found that I can, you know, I can go back and forth with it, but it's... it's You're it's, missing a little. Yeah, it's you missing. get it. I'm you game show hosty it. with it right now, but it's like... There's, you <laughs> know, there's World War II Tom Hanks, who's very solemn and talks about World War II. But then there's, you know, I'm on Conan it's O'Brien. It's almost like the shape of your head is wrong. Right. You can't make that noise. I, wait, yeah. No, something. I think that is. I think that has a lot to do with impressions. Like, there's certain impressions that I can do that other people can't do. Right. And I think it's the shape of my face. There's man, there's your, ways your to mouth, manipulate your, your throat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can mouth tell. Like you can talk yeah. like that. Yes. So like, definitely. Whole, you know, you can move, contort your mouth like Biggie Smalls. I started working on that impression one time too, and I found out I could sound like a fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you can contort your mouth. Can you do but, Ralphie May. He's a little high pitch. <laughs> hey man, I got stop it. Joe Rogan, 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 Joe you know, I would I would much rather try to find a connect. There. You can find a connect, man. Trust me. Especially in Guam, you're gonna I be okay, think, yeah. dude. They're growing Big that time. shit like crazy out there. Big time, and it probably grows well. Yeah, it's a cash crop, son. Get it's it. Number one cash crop in Hawaii, and they, they're trying to eradicate it all the time. Today, by the way, Proposition 19. Today, it all goes down. Yeah. How's it looking? Has anybody been checking the uh, their the score? And Post is What's keeping the uh, latest news. Is the latest it's score. Fifty-two to seven. If it if it loses, it will mark how oppressed we truly you, are. I don't. We're oppressing ourselves. I don't ourselves. think it's going to pass. I don't. I don't think, think, think it's going to pass. pass. Really? I, I think know. it's going to be like the gay vote. We all thought that was going to pass. You know, and I'm just basing it on there hasn't even been advertising. There's not been some big push for it. It's it seems like it's definitely you know. And then there's a lot of people against it a lot of the growers obviously because who benefits during prohibition that's the problem the growers a lot of the medical people are against it i don't know man i think it's evolution i understand their position i feel bad for doctors that have been prescribing weed if it becomes legal then all of a sudden hey where's my business i'm making all my money sticking my neck out there prescribing weed right i gotta go back to giving kids band-aids what the fuck man you yeah. know, maybe it's it'll, tough. Maybe it will lower the cost of uh, health care because they all have to go be doctors again and there's more doctors. How now. does that benefit that doctor that just lost a job, Brian? This is illogical. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, they just need to figure out another way to become a part of the system. Start how, selling it, man. You how know, many, open up a fucking dispensary. Yeah, and you know what's funny? On the other side is uh, cops are, are, you know, obviously they want it to be legal so they don't have to deal with this. I mean, it's yeah. uh, everybody knows it should be. It's just yeah. political cops suicide. Cops don't give a fuck about potheads. They know potheads are right. harmless. They're worried about meth heads and right. fucking junkies. 
bodies and, yeah. and drunks. That's who cops are worried about. They worry about violent people. It just takes somebody to actually do something. I don't think anybody did, and nobody's going to commit political suicide this year and, and, and come out. That's what we need was somebody huge, the president, somebody to say, but I understand why they can't. They just can't. I don't know what happens when you get in office, but clearly someone sits you down and adjusts your agenda. Yeah, they, Obama, like, before he was in office, you know, yes, I inhaled. Well, you could say it because it was the point. Go ahead. Sure. You, you doing Obama. Well, it's, uh, it's time for weed. I, uh, it's like pauses between every word I say so the stupid people can understand me. Uh, now, did you, you. Uh, did you smoke awesome. pot in college, sir? Uh, I did. Did you inhale? I took bong rips out of a homemade bong, and I blew them into everybody on the floor's mouth. <laughs> we, uh, we got high. Suffice it to say. He talked about it uh, you know, openly. And it, when he was campaigning, there is something they set you down. It's like the men in black thing. They go something at your agenda, man. Because it's it, it, it is it's 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 a head. It's a it's a figure. You're not. You're I know, really... but who is pulling the strings then? Is there a one person? Is, is there, there a committee? Is there group? Is yeah. there a society? It's like, is yeah, there... man. You fucking. If you just read about the Illuminati and listened yeah. to Alex Jones, you would know yeah. who. There's gotta be. There's got to be a one it's trackable. Gotta come, it's got to come down. It's got to be wealth or group. It's, it's definitely wealth, right? Right. It's, it's international bankers, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's got to be international. Because back even America's founded like Carnegie's and all them. They'd get together and be like, it's our country, you dude. Know? I'm reading this Max Taibbi article that's in Rolling Stone. God damn it! Incoming. Hold on, I'm gonna stop that shit. I'll be right back. You guys talk amongst yourselves. All right. Uh, that's not below everyone's ears. Talk amongst yourselves. Hey, uh, f- so it e- went away. Uh Cool. Let's turn this back up right. now. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting hungry, dude. Dude, I'm hungry. This coconut water is delicious. Yeah. Um, you uh, you actually believe in uh crazy dream stuff. Yeah. We have talked about this before, where he uh, sat me down and was telling his theories. He reads all these books on what kind of dreaming is that called again? Lucid dreaming. Lucid Sorry dreaming. About that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I, I think I have a problem with my uh, in-house vacuum cleaner unit. It's screaming. It's letting me know it's dying. What were we talking about before I took off? Because it was interesting. Um, a, a, a smoking or the, the the people who run the country. Who runs yes. the country? So who the fuck do you think runs it? It's not who, the voters. Do think, what do you think happens when you get into office? Do you think they actually Bill Hicks style sit you down and show you uh, an angle of the Kennedy assassination that no one's ever seen before? <laughs> you sit in a room with that. What did he say? A bunch of smoky industrialists. Yeah. You know Any what? Questions. Yeah, well, what's my agenda? Doesn't it seem like there kind of is? Oh, it's like, think about like the skull and bones at Yale, like these real, real upper echelon kind of societies that you can never belong to and your privy to information that nobody... Cause that's that's, like, that's the most likely scenario, that right. it's these elite colleges and they sure. keep this group of people in power. Right. And if you talk about people that have been in the skull and bones from college, I mean, it was John Kerry, it was Bush, it was, right. there's, there's been a bunch of different people. They're groomed for this from, Freemasons. The, from the get-go. And it's like, you know, Obama not necessarily... Not, really wasn't but was if you were going to harvard it's not out of the question to become president right. there's a seven percent acceptance rate there it's not, i think everybody who becomes president always wanted to be president. absolutely it didn't just occur to you someday it's the ultimate political rock star that's I mean, what it is even john Kerry was doing that's why he went to vietnam i mean at least he went but that's why he went he's he like went so i'm he gonna be president so i can be a hero and get pictures taken yeah, God absolutely damn. yeah how ruthless is that? You're willing and, and, and to go to war to so you yeah. can say, I am a veteran. Yeah. I fought for my country. Right. Everybody claps and cheers. Yeah, he didn't need to Woo. go. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, he was definitely in college at the time. And then these dudes like Bush are like, well, oh, my back hurts. I, gotta right. fucking, yeah, I think that's smart, man. As I've gotten older, 
My opinion of Bush has changed over and over. I, I it keeps a, changing. I used to think that Bush was this fucking monster and this 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 ignorant piece of shit right. that's you know thrust into this this scenario to kind of lower our standards and make everybody think that mediocre is good right. and, and you can invent words and it's okay to talk about God. Right. And then I realized that this is just a dude with a job. You know, I well, you I, see Dick, the relationship with Dick Cheney. Yeah. Man? I don't think, number one, I think he's probably one of the most fun of all presidents you can hang out with. Dude, you know when my, my opinion of him changed? When that, that guy threw his shoes at him in Iraq. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's he's when I started like, looking at him. When he ducked the shoe and smiled, yeah. he ducked the shoe and smiled yeah, again. He's like, yeah. I'm like, this ain't no ruthless murderer. Right. This is some fucking dude who's just got a job. And I never thought that of him. And the same thing that bothers me when people shit on Obama for saying, like, oh, he reads a teleprompter. You know how many speeches he gives a day? The, a yeah, lot. that is the That's dumbest so thing. Asinine. Oh, he's got notes. And what the, the fuck? Thing. He's prepared? But you, a, you're upset that he's prepared? He wants to do a good yeah, job? Yeah, and it's the same thing when people say that George W. Bush is dumb. I can promise you this. He would bury me in a political debate. He would know shit. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Maybe not about policy. No, but, but say, not about anything. Stop it. You Listen, don't think? you're a hundred really? times smarter than that guy. Really? Yes, for sure. That you don't guy think was something brought in. He was brought in to represent the common folk. The same way sure. they they enabled the uh, the the conservatives to really gain control of this country by embracing the Christian right. Right. When the Reagan administration came in line, yeah. that was the first time when they really went out of their way to embrace religion. And, oh yeah. And go yeah. go go oh, for yeah. the Christians. Yeah. Get the 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 really zealot. Christian and Nixon pride. was no religious guy. They no, never did that. Before. They never did that. Before. They were very corporate, they, but they no. realized like shit. The Moonies are doing this. All these other motherfuckers are doing this. Yeah. They're running. They, they're making millions of dollars from these morons. Yeah. Let's just tap into this shit, yeah. and we'll use this. This is going to be a p- big part of our platform. This yeah. will separate us from everybody else. Make us more righteous. It's amazing. It's especially with Reagan. It's like they, the conservatives always talk about too. It's like oh, Hollywood liberals and their actors and all that. It's like the ones they champion the most are actors. Ronald Reagan, you know, Fred Thompson. <laughs> it's like it's so crazy that you would allow a guy who's an expert at lying and pretending. To be the guy who's supposed to tell you the truth and a divorcee, to that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's a chick. That's a chicken being guarded by wolves. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. You're getting a guy who's the best faker ever, yeah, and he's the one who's going to deliver the truth. I, what? I shot a thing recently at, at the Republican headquarters here, and it was amazing to be in there. And it's all pictures of Ronald Reagan, as far as the eyes can see, which is understandable. But I'm just like, don't you guys remember Bush 41 and Bush 43? They both were presidents too. They no pictures at all. They're like, no, no. Brian, Brian, go on YouTube and find Ronald Reagan's speech where he talks about aliens. Have you ever you know been to that speech? No. I've heard, I've heard, Dude, I, that yeah. is one of the trippiest speeches a president has ever given to, to people. Talking about the intergalactic... He, uh, he uh, talked about if we... How quickly we would abandon all of our troubles with each other if we were being attacked by aliens from another planet. Oh, wow. The fucking president was talking about this! Jesus. I mean, he was making a point, clearly, that you know we would be united as one... Country, you think we would? Uh, you think we one would? Group. For sure we would. Or you think we'd go after each other? No, we would not. We would not. If there was if there was aliens, the only problem is if the aliens got to like, you know, some douchebags, I don't want to mention any names, in, this, right. in some douchebag countries, right. I'm like, listen, just come with us, we'll give you fucking flying saucers, just right. sell out these other cunts, right. you know, and then they right. would go over and say, listen, we've made peace with the aliens, the aliens are friends, we just come, yeah. come over here, we'll show you where they are, and boom, you're in a cage. They're and, definitely hostile if they're coming. Maybe. Well, we, we are. 
You know, we're, we're, we're hostile to everything. And like we talked about the East Coast and the West Coast and survival, the right. fittest, and, you know, just the, the, what, what the massive change has happened in this country. It's all been because of negative shit. Yeah. All this massive change, a lot of it is because of negativity. I feel like something in our lifetime is going to happen. Like Bigfoot's going to get found. Like something cool like that. Some <laughs> I legend, hope so, right? Some legend is going to get like dispelled. It. Or some legend is going to get proven true. Well, you know, the, there's, there's the, the craziest theory about your life is that your life, really what it actually is, is as the world gets crazier and as you know more chaos ensues and you worry about extinction, you worry about you know some sort of a cataclysmic disaster that wipes out the race, what you're really realizing is that you're dying yeah and that your own world this universe that you have created is slowly starting to fall apart the seams because your life is starting to end and this whole life of history and space it's all an illusion and it's all something that's been created by your imagination and wow. as it plays out as it becomes more and more ridiculous and catastrophic and and and, and as it ends that's how your life ends. Wow. That's an interesting point to think of it that way. <laughs> it's like just that. as possible as you are one being and there's a billion other beings and they're all in this one rock and right. they're all in this one galaxy. and they're all, I mean, that's, that's crazy as it's, in, in and of itself. It's all crazy. It makes sense and it makes you just realize sometimes too just the silliness. Like sometimes you almost just want to sit down and just laugh at the silly shit that we do as human yeah. beings. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh my God, look at why do I care? Yeah. Like I can detach myself from something really quickly through that you know and that's what kind of like buddhism is always about like just detaching from it not giving a shit you know what i mean it's like if you, if you if it doesn't affect you like death does not scare me it's like yeah it's gonna come it's- suffering fucking sucks yeah suffering sucks being injured sucks mm-hmm. being you know being mm-hmm. in pain sucks but yeah death is like sleep right? losing someone sucks yeah, you losing know someone sucks. all that pain sucks, sucks. But it's like everybody's biggest fear is death, and it's like if it ain't going to, and even if it is your biggest fear and it happens, then what? But well, then I, what happens? I always talk about how one of the trippiest things in this life is that everyone likes to sleep, but no one wants to die. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're sleep, you're looking forward to going away. You're looking right. forward to shutting off. Right. You know? Right. You're looking yeah. forward to the relief that you get from turning your body off and recovering. Right. That's some pretty crazy shit, man. Yeah, dude. I, I, it's the same kind of effect that the DMTs released during dream state. That, that supposedly, die, right? It's all anecdotal evidence, but that's what they believe happens. But all I know is I'm. I don't give a fuck about. I love it. I love going to sleep. Oh, here yeah. we go. I don't think about the fact that I'm going to disappear for eight hours and right. I'm just going to trust that the world doesn't fall apart at the seams and explode right. while I'm unconscious. Be cool to be able to hibernate. Dude, bears don't really hibernate. You know that? They're always just still a, a semi-conscious. Blissful kind of just relaxation. Yeah, they just don't do much. They just kind of like go, fuck, this sucks. Yeah, I guess so. But they could still get up and fuck you up, man. Yeah, because there are bear attacks in the winter, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they get crazy, <laughs> yeah, man. Get- well, the real the scary thing about the bear attacks in the winter is there are a lot, most of the time, it's bears trying to eat you uh, because they're starving to death. Yeah. That's how Grizzly Man died. That crazy asshole that yeah. was living up in Alaska with all those bears. It. Yeah, you heard the tape. Have you seen the video? Have I haven't heard, the, heard tape? The, ta- the death tape. The, the, there's the, a death tape out. The, isn't there a death tape? No, or there's no, a, there's, I don't think they can. There's not one yet. They wanted to get it, but it was uh, what it was. Is the camera was running, right. but it was only audio. Right. And uh, Werner Herzog, the director, listens to it on camera. You see him listening. to oh, it. Oh, that's what they should have yeah, been showing. But yeah. they don't actually <laughs> play it at all. It the, was the, like the six minutes long, man. A bear, dude. It, it, they they showed that guy on that I survived who got basically eaten and mauled by a bear and survived it. The bear was shitting on him, peeing on him, like treating him like his kill. It was so nasty. Oh, that's so scary. Dude. How did he get out of that? There was a threat to- he just yeah, got play, sick of me. That Ronald see Reagan shit. Yeah, this. this world. Rewind it from the beginning. Other species. Rewind it, Brian. 
suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries. The United Nations. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Wow. So true. Space is filled with warriors. Yeah. Just flying to other countries, jacking people. I'd like to think that we galvanize and <laughs> an ante up and, and all get together, like in signs. Do you think so? Do you think, uh, well, I think we would to attack the aliens, but do you think that any species ever gets to a point where it doesn't fuck with the weaker species? It's hard to think that a mass collectiveness of, of, of a fight or flight would, would happen. I think most would fly. Most people would just go hide and be scared. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is, do you think that alien life in all all galaxies and all whatever wherever it exists, uh-huh. wherever it exists, intelligent life? Do you think it always fucks with whatever's weaker than it? Does that just help things become strong? Yeah, I think so. I think that's nature, right? That's just dominance, survival. So if they came here, they would have out. to fuck with us. They would have to fuck with us. Now, the thing I don't quite understand is why everybody gives them credit for being so smart if they came here. You know, because like, they can get, they can come they here. can get here. But yeah. w- what if we can get to where they're at? Um, well, we can't. We're getting closer. <laughs> we are getting closer. But more water on the moon. Can, but, but yeah, they found water. They found the more moon. water. Yeah. Yeah. A lot it's more than they thought. That yeah, they, there's also the idea that they could use that as like the moon as a refueling station and set yeah. up something up there and then use that like as a launch because it's 260,000 miles out and it doesn't have the same kind of gravity. Right. So they could start launching shit from the moon. But, you know, you have to prove to me that you're, you can survive in deep space for a long period of time and that people are going to willing to take be willing to take that chance. Yeah. There's like the, the, the Mars project. Right. And there's another thing that they, uh, they've been concentrating on, this, uh, this idea of a 100-year spaceship. A spaceship that can exist and, and you know has enough fuel to run a hundred years, oh, and people yeah. can survive to colonize the galaxy. That's like a project that's currently in development. Dude, that kind of stuff, like you know, the fuck man, that's some that's some deep shit. Like if they Dude, really a hundred years in a spaceship suck. and. S- that's possible? Yeah, yeah, but that would suck, like, being on the 100-year spaceship, and then, like, a couple years later, they made, like, the 200-year spaceship, and be like, yeah. man, I want to be on the 200-year spaceship so my kids could live longer, too. Or you have a change of thought. Well, I think you have 100 years to get somewhere, and if you can't get there in 100 years, you're fucked. But the thing is, how do they keep <laughs> enough food? How big is this goddamn spaceship? Are they growing their own food? Yeah, like you'd, have to, yeah you'd have to do something You'd have like to that. grow your own food, and what kind of power would you be able to use? Nuclear power? You'd have to use nuclear power. How the fuck else could you? What if everybody got radiation sickness and shit? Or you just by well, the time you got there, who are you communicating with? Mutants and shit, and three-eyed motherfuckers oh. with six arms and shit. And everybody was a mutant from all the radiation because they had never done long-term exposure studies. They had a, tr- we'd have to take a chance. I'd sign up for that shit. Probably. Would you? Yeah, I always think when people think that maybe this, if this is the last generation or if the Mayan calendar perspective or something like that, I feel pretty damn honored to be on the last uh, part of the last generation. Again, it could just be the end of your life, man. Yeah, exactly. I manufactured. So does that mean that you're a character in my life? Seems like it. Through your eyes, I'm Board a character. Or am in your I life. in yours? Well, maybe we're all both. Maybe it's both. Maybe we, it's not, maybe there there's no tangibility to life. Maybe it's ethereal. Maybe it exists in both ways. Right. Maybe you're just a part of my imagination, and I'm right. a part of yours. Like that'd be crazy if you made up all this—the oh, earth, yeah. the atmosphere. You made it all. It's not up. that you made it up; that it, it almost exists as a part of your program. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier: lucid dreaming, like the ability to wake up during your dreams. You, you do that, right? I've you're, you're done it. I can't dreamer? say I do it often. It's hard. Um, I've only done it once 
or twice by accident, and because I, I saw a movie where a guy had a technique uh-huh. where in real life, every time he'd walk through a door, he would Turn knock a on a door. Oh, yeah. He would knock on the door and go, "Am I dreaming?" Yeah, that's the that's the trick to doing it. I did it. it once in a mo- in a dream. That Stephen Doctor Stephen LeBurge is the one I read all these books about it quite by accident one day, but I started reading it. It was fascinating because he did it at Stanford and taught all these kids to do it to the point where they were so good at it, they were developing skills in their dreams. They could do it at will. It's basically like laying down to bed and saying, "Here's what I'm going to dream about tonight." Right. It's like a meditation practice. You can end. You can do it two ways. You can wake yourself up in a dream, or you can just enter it straight in, and that takes extreme concentration, like right. focus, focus, focus. But um, you know, in it, it's like you you start to realize how fascinating your brain is because you'll completely reproduce something to a T. Like you, like I fucking made that. That's my thought. I'm walking. And how many around. times have you done this? I've done it probably like five times in my life. It was. It's hard. And the problem is, it's like if you smoke pot, you don't get true REM sleep. Like a lot of people, like you know, you don't. You don't seem to. You, you don't have potheads. Don't seem to remember dreams as well. Some are different. Maybe it's a different kind you're smoking. Is that true? If you inhibit your 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 brain at all with alcohol, anything, you're yeah, gonna have a harder think, time I don't dreaming. Think pot stops me from dreaming. Google that. See if pot I don't, kills uh, dreaming. But I don't know. But I I know that the the times I've the hmm. best time to have them they say is in the morning. Wake yourself up like at six in the morning and go back to sleep. Yeah. Like and Tom, that's when you get them. That's when you can get them. The, the, for the novice, they say, and I've only had a few, but they're amazing. It's like you. You manufacture this world. You can fly. This the thing that you, you tend to do, which I do, is you go around punching people because you can't. It's just amazing. But your brain is as real as you and I are right now. And if you just there's focus and techniques thing like you can use on YouTube and stuff. They'll they'll show you how to do it. Well, what I, I should explain what I was talking about before. Just the clarify. knock on the door. Yeah, the guy said knock on the door in real life when right. you, when you're walking through your house. Knock on the door and go. Am I dreaming? Right. And then obviously you walk through it. You're not dreaming. But you feel the knock, and that's what, how you know you're not dreaming. Right. Well, I did this for a couple of days, right. and then I was in a dream, yeah. and I went, am I dreaming? Oh, my God, I'm dreaming. Right. My hand just went right through the door. Right. And I was like, whoa. And so then I opened up the door, and the door was like the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And there was like clouds and shit, and oh, I just wow. started flying. Wow. Isn't that the shit? The dopest fucking thing. But it only lasted for like 30 seconds, and because I was going, holy yeah. shit, I can't believe I'm dreaming and yeah. I'm flying. How am I doing that? Yeah. I'm awake. They they Fuck. say they say that it, that's what happens the first time, is you're so overwhelmed by it. You're like, I shot my load oh, in my, my pants. God. Yeah. That's what I did. You're just like, I oh, I didn't my even get my God. pants off. I yeah. shot my load. That's what happened. I was like, we're really going to have sex? Yeah. Oh. Oh, fuck. But it's like if you practice it enough, it's just like meditation. You can get good at it, apparently. I just forget yes. to practice it because I just crash half the time. Well, you know, you uh, asked me about the isolation tank. That's yeah. what you got to look into. Oh, fuck I'm all that lucid dreaming. Yeah. Because the isolation tank is lucid dreaming in 10 minutes guaranteed every yeah, time. right. Guaranteed every time you're going to go somewhere. Oh, that's awesome. And the more, you, the more you relax, the more you get good at it. And the more you get good at it, the deeper you can go and the yeah. weirder things get. My dad always told me about it as a kid. He did it a lot in the Air Force. Where do you live? What part of L.A.? Uh, where you don't do have to say because Studio. Some, 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 yeah. Studio City. You didn't have to say, man. That's right. There's a place in Burbank. <clears throat> it's called Soothing Solutions. It's really good, and uh, they have these tanks, and you, you rent them by the hour, and you get. Oh, it's yeah. totally worth it, man. So just it's, try it. It's the same temperature as your body, so yep. you can't feel your body. Right? Yep. You don't feel your body. You just feel the water. Mm-hmm. Um, you when you get into it, and the water's filled with 800 pounds of salt, so you float. All right. And then, and then once you relax, you, you're floating in that water, and you don't hear anything. You don't see anything. You have no sensory input. There's another place in Venice called the Float Lab that's awesome. Oh, wow. He's the guy who built my, my latest tank. He's the, the state-of-the-art guy. If you go to floatlab.com, he's got yeah. like all his lab. Like He's got all of his uh, tanks and the design. Like It's all stainless steel and shit. His stuff is like real high-tech, like top-of-the-line stuff. Oh, wow. It's basically the same 
amount of money as the other tanks on the market. Right. He, he charges the same amount, but they're fucking infinitely superior. They're and amazing. How long can you can you stay in those? I go in there for hours. Really? Hours, yeah. That's just like extreme meditation, isn't it? It's, it's just, space travel, dude. I have a spaceship. And uh, the things dope. that I've seen, the shit that I see on a regular basis in there, right. most people don't ever experience in their whole life. And I experience it several times a week. Which, which the cool thing is, because the body, if you're not physically there, it's still a real experience. You know what I mean? It's still, you still, your mind having, is still learning mind from experience. the experience. Yes. As if it were real. Yes. Because you're, you're untethered from your body. So yeah. your body, and you're, you don't get any input from your body, so your mind is free to just explore any idea right. and, and manifest and visualize these ideas. <laughs> right. You know, your imagination, when you, it's not harnessed or, or not like being controlled by the body, mm-hmm. you know, or being hampered down by the body, your imagination like creates worlds. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't fucking know exactly what thinking and imagination truly is. Yeah, I mean, we're not tapped in. What is first, imagination? Yeah. The ability to create in your mind. I mean, that, that seems to me to be some sort of a, a driving force in the universe. If you look at what the idea of imagination, the idea of creation, it manifests itself in a bunch of different things. It manifests itself in art, and it manifests itself in inventions, and it manifests it manifests as things that improve your life and keep people healthy and keep people alive, keep people alive longer. Mm-hmm. So they figure things out more. So they come up with better ideas. These are all products of the imagination. Everything right. from science to vitamins. These are products of someone went. I think I can get that shit out of there and put it in a pill. Right. That's the imagination. That's the Mind trying to be curious and figure this shit out. I mean, it's like a driving force of the universe, and it's and it's kind of a like an all uh, ubiquitous force too, because it's like sometimes inventions are being thought of at the same time. Yeah, sure. You know, like the Wright brothers, you know, uh-huh. they were working on things, but there was that guy over in England who had his thing he was working on, and they were racing each other. I mean, flight was inevitable. You it's, knew it's it was perfect, coming. Perfect example. With you saying earlier that cell phones, if you had them in the past, people would think of them like you were a witch. Mm-hmm. I've said that so many times. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. But it's two people looking at something. Both of them are going, well, what the fuck is going on here? Right. And then they, the, both people come to some sort of a same conclusion. When they figured out radio, it was the same thing. There was right. a bunch of people that figured out the radio. It was Marconi. It was, there was a, a bunch of different guys yeah. that were working on the, the same situation. And then every now and then you get a guy like Nikola Tesla that's yeah. so fucking far out there. Yeah. No one Beyond. thought of any of the shit that he came up with. And you you look at his stuff. You're like, what the yeah. fuck is this dude on? That and Da Vinci. I went, they had Da Vinci yeah. up at the Getty, and oh I went and looked God. at his scribblings. Just like he literally, like, like the, you know, the helicopter, all that machines, shit. Like the guy, all kinds of machines. The guy was so bloody g- genius, brilliant. Like his sketches were just like I cannot believe somebody was thinking this advanced, dude. He, that, ever. But this, wasn't he in like the 1400s? Mm-hmm. Somebody made a, th- a thread about it on the Rogan board, saying, "What was it? Could you imagine?" This is the guy said, "If you lived in a in a world where everyone else had Down syndrome, oh, yeah. and he was like, that's what it must have been like to be Da Vinci.' Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was living true. in the 1400s, creating helicopters, yeah. and all these machines, right. and bisecting the human body, right. and diagramming it to a T. And, and your neighbor's just some retard, just like, what saith you, yeah. sir? Yeah, he's fucking his sheep, and, <laughs> and he probably and he's probably one of those guys like, I can't believe it's the fucking 1400s. I cannot yeah. wait." Uh, I'm not going to be He's here. probably a time traveler. Yeah, big time, dude. I, I think there are time... I, I think there the is going to be here. time traveling, dude. We can do that yes. shit. Yes, there will be, but there hasn't been. That's what no, I No, mean. there hasn't been. And then when it does happen, it's like I said, it's going to make everything null and void. It's going to break the whole package. Did you know they filmed uh, Back to the Future? They filmed like half the movie with Eric Stoltz sure. as the role of Marty. And then and, like they just... 
weren't feeling it, so yeah. they, they had to go back and production. refilm the whole movie from the start. They're a month with Michael in. J. Fox. Yeah, with Michael J. Fox. They're a month in with Schultz, and, and they just released <sighs> recently because they just came out on DVD. Yeah, it's on the DVD set. I've seen it before because I remember seeing the Eric Stoltz footage and just like, just that ain't right. No, that ain't it's right. not right. It's, it's not like, right. It's just like not good. Rocky no, Dennis is Back to the Future. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Eric Stoltz. That's yeah. probably what it all fell apart for him. And, and you know what? That's a, that's the thing. It's like, what do he do after this? Some Pulp kind of wonderful, and then bit parts here and there. Pulp Fiction was the best. Pulp ever. Fiction is, is, is was the apex of his career. Was he in Killing Zoe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. That's that's a good goddamn. And, and, and Nikita too. Have he was a good that? actor. Was there's, there's guys like him, like Matt Modine. Like, what happened to those guys? Like this, Matt Modine. Yeah, Matthew I Modine. Loved Matthew Vision Modine. Quest. Yeah, that guy was awesome. Vision Quest is a great goddamn movie. Yeah, dude, he's gonna wrestle for st- for state. He's he's got the 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 heat suit on. That, that are a band now. It's a good fucking movie. That's a good fucking movie. I love Matt Modine. And, and that, the, uh, the hot chick, what the fuck was her name in that movie? Oh, God yeah. damn, that bitch is pretty. God, she was lovely. What is her name? Um, who was in Vision Quest? Jennifer Conley? It's not no. Diane Lane, was it? No. no. I don't think that was Diane Lane. Look it up. Can you... Can you uh, IMDB it should be a vision quest like vision see this is the beauty of the internet asshole. man this is the vi- everything no Brian cast everything he writes, he writes asshole in everything every quest really yeah every time he does a, an internet search he'll he'll add finger butthole <laughs> just you know, to liven it up just a little to see bit. what the photos finger, are see if Jennifer Connelly has an asshole who is the chick I'm still. Uh, Linda Florentino. Damn. Oh, yeah. Nobody Linda, heard of her anymore. Linda Fiorentino. She was hot as fuck. Yeah. Do you imagine, Linda, now, remember how pretty she was? She was. Remember Phoebe Cates? She oh! was hot. And Phoebe Cates, the, the fast, fast times. When the dude was in the bathroom yeah. fapping. Yeah. And she walked in, caught him with his dick in his hand. She just kind of went away, too. Yeah. Well, she got pregnant, I think, and had some Well, kids. she's married to uh, the actor. Um, mm. Not Greg Kinnear, but the other one is kind of like him. Jonathan Kevin Taylor Klein. Thomas. Yeah, I think she's married to Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Did you just say Jonathan Taylor Klein? Oh, Kevin Klein. I thought yeah. I'm thinking of a different Kevin. Shit, we're talking oh, Hollywood. Wow. God damn it! What? what? She's still Linda Fiorentino. Yeah, she's, she's still. still? Yeah. So she kind of recent. She kind of looks like she got smushed against a wall on yeah. her IMDb. See how like it looks like she just got. I hope she didn't have brain. She's still answer. pretty as fuck. Yeah, that would suck. What about Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle? She's hanging out all the time. She weighs 18 pounds. Gosh, she was crazy. I saw her in a photo. Yeah. She was walking on the beach, and she looked like 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 she was from Kenya. I saw like her. She was a stick figure. I, I saw her maybe a couple years ago, and she just married some guy. And she's like, this is my new husband. And this poor guy just like a regular fellow out of Texas, like an accountant. Like, oh. has no idea. It's like, right. Of course, he's like, yeah, I'm going to marry a, a movie star. Sure. It's she's like, a oh. good woman, just trying to keep it together. Yeah. Oh, man. I've I've seen those before. There's nothing sadder than a dude who's on a ride he doesn't understand. <laughs> so true. It's so some true. Regular civilian who winds up marrying some crazy movie star used to fuck Jack Nicholson. Good old decent Texas fellow too. It's good like, luck. Oh, I know. Good luck with all your fucking country logic, stupid. This shit I'll, ain't gonna work I'll out. I'll change him. <laughs> what has been the weirdest thing about about coming here? And you know, starting out, you know, doing all the, you know, working for the comedy store and doing all that shit, and then eventually winding up on television, starting to make money. What's been the weirdest part about it to you? I think it's uh, the weirdest part is for me. It's like the distance put in between um, some of your peers 
that you started with because there's this idea that comedy's like freshman football. I've been at it long enough. I should get my shot, but it's yeah. fucking bullshit. Some guys just haven't yeah. reconciled with themselves that you're not good. There's a you know you're it's just a resentment among some guys that don't become successful about it, people who are. And it's really something sad too because it's it's one of these things where it's like you know we started off ten years ago a bunch of us together me Caparillo Renazzisi. And it worked for some of us, and for some it didn't, and it doesn't mean that it's owed to you, because like I said, it's like it, it's really hard, even if you're really good, it's really hard. And you're not, Hollywood doesn't owe anybody anything, no. not a damn thing. And it didn't ask you to come here, and it doesn't tell you when to leave, but you gotta know. You know, there's some people, like, you'll get it at the comedy store, like guys will be like, oh man, screw the store, I don't get spots there, but it's like, tell me the other clubs that are giving you spots. They can never name one, you know? And if they do, it's some hole in the wall. Yeah. But if it's like, comedy's the most justified art form. And, you know, there's enough, the audience is right there to tell you whether you're any good at it. When I lived in Boston, it was uh, shocking when guys would go somewhere and, like, get sitcoms or be in movies. Mm -hmm. You know what the local headliners would go? He's a fucking middle act. This guy's a middle act and he's in a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, to them, it's like they didn't get theirs. Right. That was a big attitude amongst Boston guys. Especially after Stephen Wright hit. Oh, yeah. There's a great documentary about Boston. I forget what it's called. Fucking shit. Boston comedy. We look up documentary on big Boston scene. comedy. It was Boston. Big Before scene. the laughter dies. Some I don't know what the fuck Boston is saying. Boston ass. comedy. What happened movie. to the scene there? It's, it's it was like a fantastic scene, but yeah, the problem was, was the all the headliners that were the the main part of the movement mm-hmm. in like the seventies and the eighties, especially mm-hmm. the eighties. All the guys who were like literally the most talented comedians in the country. Right. They stayed in Boston right. and they just burnt out. They did coke That's and they so fucking weird. partied and wow. they all owed the IRS a million dollars and they were fucking savages. And but they did, didn't write they didn't write a lot of new material, but Back then, in those days, I would put them up against any comic ever. That's what people. That's what I've heard before. I've heard I would that. put Don Gavin up against any comic I've ever seen ever, as far as craftsmanship, skill, uh-huh. delivery, timing, right. confidence, passion—not not even passion. I should say, just 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 his charisma on stage, his ability to just get, get you to laugh yeah. at just the perfectly timed joke. They Don just, Gavin was they, a killer. They don't like to leave the neighborhood. Well, they got rich there. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you're making you know a th- several thousand dollars a week doing comedy in Boston, right. and all of a sudden you're going to go on the road and yeah. you're going to make one fourth that, and right. people are going to not come out to see you. You know, you're doing the punchline Atlanta. Yeah. They don't. They don't know who the fuck you are. So the, the, there's half full crowds, and they don't care about Boston. So they don't want to hear all your Boston jokes, which are your best jokes. Right. You know, there's a lot of guys that have all this Boston centric material in yeah. Boston, and they will crush with it. Oh, crush. Yeah. Yeah. with it but if you go to Virginia they don't give a fuck about Boston was they don't want to talk about Dennis it Dennis Leary in that scene like who all, who came out yeah, of yeah he was in the scene he, he kind of got out of the scene pretty quick yeah. though he got out of the scene with his uh, the MTV shit and then with his, his first special where he got all the comparisons to Hicks sure you know, where everybody was going stealing Hicks material yeah I've seen those those uh, different ones uh, in their entirety yeah they're interesting <laughs> very interesting yeah pretty obvious Real um, obvious. Yeah, he was a hack from the beginning. It's it's really sad. It's like, you know... But he's a guy that just was real super ambitious, just wanted to make it, and this yeah. is his thing. He found this thing. You know, he created, crafted this character, right. and then all of a sudden, you know, he needed some material to go along with it, sure. so he just kind of copied whatever other people said that was cool and reworked it. It I was very that, obvious. I see that happen with some guys, especially who have been in it just for a few short years, and 
they'll get an opportunity. I'll see those guys do that for for to, just to survive. It's one of the biggest problems with a guy like Menstelia. Menstelia yeah. and there's a few other guys in town. You know who they are. Yeah. And there's a few guys that are doing well, and they're doing well by doing just that. And it's blatantly obvious to young kids coming up. Right. So instead of like when I started out in Boston, I mean, it, you were you were like ostracized if you were a thief. You were if yeah. you were a hack. You were your point. And be, there was mistakes. Sure. And sometimes people come up with jokes they don't even know that somebody else said it. I've seen it before. Yeah, it happens I've all done the it time. Myself. There's mistakes, and then there's you know people forget that they heard a joke before. Right. There's there's all sorts of shit that people have parallel thinking. That's possible too. But there comes a point in time when you're watching dudes where you know they've seen someone before, yeah. and you know, oh, he's just doing this and reworking it and he's right. changing it and making it this way. Right, because there's such a specific, like, you know, the thing, obviously, with the Carlos thing, the, the Bill Cosby thing. It's like that. Yeah, so That's silly. not common thinking. My God. That's, well, he's uh, he's a sociopath. There's some, that be. dude's got a disconnect. You gotta be. You, you hear him on the Mark Maron podcast? Yeah, I heard the whole oh, thing. Oh, my God. And, and I'm good, good for Mark for having him back the second time because Mark's like, you know what? I don't feel good about that. I feel like I deprived you of something. Was Gross. Yeah. That's why he said that. Because yeah. he was embarrassed by yeah. how gross yeah. he sounded. Softballs, yeah. It wasn't just softballs. It was like he was like saying, Well, you, you got there through comedy. At least yeah. you did it through yeah, comedy. You did it through comedy. I don't know what the fuck yeah. that means. You're, you're, real, you're a real comedian. What does that you, mean? You, 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 you like comedy. It's like, come on. You know what his, his thing is? He has this thing for people who've made it through comedy. You know, he thinks that's the right way. All these other people have sold oh, out. Sure, man. sure yeah. You know, Man, you didn't do it the right way. It's like good luck doing the, it. The that grossest way. thing about the the Marin thing was that he thought that the the video that Brian and I made, he said, I think it should have been handled through the community. He that's what that? he said. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. That we could have been was. handled somewhere. Like, how has it ever been handled through the community ever? Name one time. They don't give a fuck. The, that was the whole purpose for the whole thing. Right. The community didn't give a fuck. They right. all knew he was stealing. Everyone from Comedy nothing. Central knew he was stealing. Right. Right. Everybody that worked on the set right. on that show, yeah. I knew writers. They all knew he was stealing. This was not. No one was stopping this. Right. And then Marin says this, and then he goes and has him on for fucking three hours talking about it. Yeah, oh, episodes. it should have been handled into the uh, with the community inside the community. You just. Yeah. Talked about it for three hours yeah, on a podcast. Broadcasting yeah. to the community. Our video was ten minutes long, Mark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I remember. Well, it's just, but he's one of those dudes. Marin is one of those. Dudes. I remember that night, and, and God damn it, if that didn't really expose him, if that didn't, that it was it. Worked. Oh, it worked. It did work. You, That's, it straightened it out. It straightened out a real problem. It, it was amazing and to be. But Marin's comparisons were so ridiculous because he was like, you know, he's talking about parallel thinking or right. guys sounding sure. like guys. That's yes, those are obviously right. those are very real circumstances. It happens amongst comics. I mean, I found myself many times in my career sounding like other comedians right. that I admired. Yeah. But, but there's a big difference between that and ganking people's sure. shit. We're and all... Mencia was doing it blatantly in front of everybody all the time. I mean, it's 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 done for him. He's a pariah, right? Yes, he is what he is. He's his his. his audience has been reduced to what it should have been in the first place. What's people it? without an internet connection right. and people who are so stupid they don't care if you're full of shit. What's, what, 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 kind of, what kind of what does he look at? Is he doing theaters? How, how he's doing, doing good. I'm sure yeah. he's making a living. Sure. Right. You know, look, there's plenty of retards out there, bro. Yeah. You, know, you think he'll get back on TV? NASCAR is huge. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with fast cars. Right. You know, they're pretty fucking cool. I would love to, you know, I even wouldn't even mind going to see one lot. Right. But if you ever look in the audience in NASCAR, yeah. oh, there's, there's people out there, man. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. Yeah, and they're Scary fucking dumb. Ones. Yeah, you ever see those Sarah Palin book signing lines? Oh yeah, the looks Christ. on them. Christ. Yeah, 
Christ. A, a, a teabag or rally, let's the looks on this oh. It's like you hate to lump people in, but it's like, come on. Let's, There's so many of them, let's, bro. Let's talk about that. We live in a nerfed society. We live in a society that makes it real easy for these pussies to get by. Yeah. And they just turn out dumb and simple. And they want to be around other dumb, yeah. simple people. And they want to fight everybody right. who disagrees. Right. I'll tell you this on this <laughs> land yeah. where my grandfather died fighting for this yeah. land. <laughs> Shut and the, the fuck up. They have kids. And you just look at the kids. You're like, there's no you there's fucking no blood clot for progress, oh, you God. cunt, you dumb fuck. And that's the problem with voting. The problem with voting is there's at least as many of them as there are people that are sensible. Right. And there's a lot of people that are sensible that are barely keeping it together. The stress of modern day society is too much for the fucking mortal body. Right. People's bodies are not meant for fucking four hours every day in traffic and bullshit yeah. and fucking stress at work because you have to pretend to be someone that you're not because yeah. you want to keep your job. So you have to listen to this fucking cunt bag, stupid retard boss. Yeah. The only reason he's in there because he married the fucking boss's daughter and holy shit, you're losing your marbles, bro. Yeah. And then you start falling apart at the seams. Well, you can vote too. Yeah. You can exactly. vote too. You don't have your you don't have your brain in order. You're not making good decisions. Your whole life's a goddamn mess. Yeesh, what we got a problem here with these yeah. goddamn liberals want to take my yeah. taxes. That's not the problem. We got a bigger problem, yeah, a way much bigger problem. Bigger problem. We're moving in a direction, and no one has analyzed the direction. We're it, just going. It's just amazing when those people, though, that they think if you make less than $200,000 a year, you're not a Republican. I hate to tell you, <laughs> but you're just not. Yeah. You're not a real one. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing, <laughs> and you're not servicing a party that's made for you. Isn't it amazing that they've managed to connect like being like good folk and being like good God guns and yeah. government? Yeah. They've managed to connect all that together with big business that doesn't give a fuck about you or the environment. Yeah. Like they've managed to connect hunting and fishing. Right. Like Bush would always be hunting and, you know, fucking the famous thing where Dick Cheney shot his friend sure. in the face. Yeah. You know, and Sarah Palin's always shooting. Yeah, loose. I kill. All the conservatives, right. all the ones who want to let these fucking raping companies yeah. just continue these Monsantos and fucking Halliburtons continue to fucking just crush across the world yeah these are these are the hunters and they get they get the people like that like the palins and and this it's it's cool it's chic now especially in this election to be dumb yeah to not know anything ignorance is now celebrated in politics elitism is poo-pooed and shadowed oh he went to an ivy league school that's a good thing that's a good thing when you go to an Ivy League school. Yeah, he doesn't understand us. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't understand, understand us, regular folks. No, regular folks should not. People. I started out on my dad's farm. Yeah. Went, whoa, 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 whoa. What books have you read? Right. Why the fuck are you going to be the leader? Right. Who, right. What, what, what is exceptional about your philosophy? Yeah. What is but, it, we're getting people that are just good talkers. That's yeah. all we require. Right. We just require them to be able to talk good in public and look like someone who could be leader. The president should be the smartest person in the room. Right. But is that possible? I don't think that the whole world needs leaders. I think that the way we exist right now, we exist in the same manner that they existed when there was 500 monkey people to a group, and they all had to fight off the, 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 the coming tribes, mm-hmm. you know, the tribes that would come and try to steal their shit. Yeah. And they all had to rely on the baddest motherfucker. Who's right. the guy who's been around the longest? He's the guy who knows how to escape. He knows right. the trails. He knows where the food is in the woods. He knows the best places to hide. Yeah. I, you think, know? I think the president should be Miss America. Every year, we get to look at a hot, new, sexy president. Okay, bro. <laughs> Awesome Wouldn't idea. that be awesome? Like the president gives speeches in like fucking swimsuits and stuff. That would be way and, and you know, it's hard to tell too. It's like think about this like Obama, he's only been in two years and it's like you know, and he did make a good point on John Stewart's show. He's like, I didn't guarantee this shit overnight. Well, and here's the thing. Can it be fixed? Doesn't it seem like it's built on a foundation of 
unfixable shit. Yeah. It seems like the the w- our stock market, this Taibi article that I was reading about yeah. stock market, when he was talking about how many companies are betting against BP, that there's like uh, this gigantic derivatives market where people get to gamble on whether or not some someone defaults on their loans right. and gamble whether or not a company can succeed and repay loans. And there's like this shadow economy that's based on all that. Yeah. It's a mind fuck. That is. Dude, they, what I've always said about this is if they can rip off accountants, how crazy is this shit? Right. How crazy is this shit for real? Right. Forget about you and I who know nothing about the economy. Right. They're ripping off accountants. Yeah. That's how deep this fucking web. They're creating non-tangible things to make tangible money. And they're getting away with it. Yeah. Somehow or another, they're getting away with it. And instead of like fixing and putting in a totally new operating system, they're just putting up new paths and new parts of the registry and new pathways. And- they talk about that. That's, that's what stifles America's growth in a lot of ways. Like in Japan and in China, their internet is just far superior Towers because is it really? Because we we use really? the pre existing yeah, structure. Super super fast. They have really? they yeah. have um, um what do they use uh, uh um what you call fiber optics fiber optics and see we have a pre existing uh, uh copper and kind of old school wiring. That's why the cable companies and the internet have never really gotten in bed in this country. Everywhere else that internet TV is normal. Really to access the web from your TV and have they're just starting on. to really do that now. They're Sony's just released start, a, a dude, nice. Here. Like it's a forty incher. Yeah, it's they like got a TV a internet Google thing gets TV. everything yeah, from Google your TV, TV. and Google. they should have that. And that that, that technology has been available for ten fucking years. They should have been doing that. I think there's been a lot of resistance. These there cable has companies those cable know. companies are big time. Like they run a fucking major. major you want to talk some serious, you know, con artists? It's the cable company. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And man. then the internet popped up. We already had a pre-existing structure, and so China never had one. So they just built a whole fucking new one. It's like, look at us. They, like they laugh at our internet. It's instant. Yeah. You push wow. something instant. Do whenever I do a thread on your message board with like speed tests it's like I'm all proud of my you know th- whatever 30 megabyte download connection but then you get people, 30 megs something like that yeah and is but, this the U-verse yeah. AT&T U-verse yeah. god damn 30 megs yeah but then you like Ooh. you look at other people's and they're like 88 meg <laughs> you know dude I remember when I used to play Quake there was dudes that would get like 4 ping their ping would be like 4 I'm like how is this are you in the room with the server right how are you getting 4 yeah. they were just on some crazy fat fucking cable pipe yeah you know when cable Cable internet first came around, and everybody else had like ISDN. Yeah. Oh my god, you would you could get online and rape them. Right. They were like frozen. They, yeah. Their shit would be like they'd have a hundred and fifty ping from like a fifty six k modem or an ISDN line. And what ping is is the amount of milliseconds it takes between the actual action and it happened. Oh right. So you would have to lead like if you want to shoot a guy with a railgun, you'd have to assume that he was going to keep running in the same direction. You would actually lead him, so you'd aim right in front of him with the railgun, and you'd have to plan in your mind for one hundred and fifty milliseconds. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that guys were really good. There was guys that would kill you. They would fuck you up, even with a lag, because they, they, they knew how to time the lag, and they knew like what weapons were good to like to like to you know deal with the non, non-specific aiming that you had to employ. That's pretty damn smart. Dude, it was incredible. Dudes become, you, you, you get tuned into it, and you become like, one of the things about like video games, uh-huh. it's like your, your fast twitch and your movements and everything, uh-huh. they become in tune with the parameters of the game. Well, they say that that teaches kids skills today that is Fuck helping yeah. their motor skills because i played that grand theft auto but i never stole cars i would go play this uh the, the the free mode where you can just run around the city and wreak havoc and you start to develop a lifestyle i became a sniper a really good one i was lee harvey Oswald, <laughs> and i would snipe people and i was really really good at it and i would go sit on top of buildings and i would call you on the cell phone because you had the earpiece and the guy would be like 
hello? I'd be like, say cheese, motherfucker. Boom. And I'd, <laughs> I'd off him from a skyscraper. And it's like, I started living this life and just, I just, I would get thrills out of it. I'd get excited. I'd be proud of myself. I got really good flying a helicopter. It's yeah. fucking hard to fly a helicopter. The best was, I, the, best, the thing I would <laughs> always do is like, proud. Hey, everybody get in the helicopter. I'm going to take oh, you yeah. to the top. And then I jump, jump out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I killed them all. <laughs> and I, I laugh my ass off. And you blow them up? Yeah. yeah. You left sky. You have, oh, you just, you just let jump. Fall from the sky? Yeah, you'll commit suicide, That's but it's hilarious. hard to see them because they're working hilarious. on something. Like, because they're like, motherfucker, I was working on something over because it's uh, New York. It's like I was over in Brooklyn. You take me all the way over here to do this, you fucking dick, dude. That shit. <laughs> or you, or you land it on top of like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, or something yeah. Like that. It's just so fun. You go around exploring. There's no rules, and you just run amok. But after a while. There is kind of like an understanding. Like if you see another dude, like sometimes a dude will just come up with beef, like <laughs> just doing drive-bys on you. You're like, all right. But then sometimes a dude will walk up and want to hang out. And those are the guys you take for a ride. I roll solo. I'm Charles Bronson in that fucking really? city. I ain't hanging out with nobody. Right. You get in my car, I'm gonna. You're gonna get got, dude. Right. You're done with. I'm, really? gonna, I'm gonna embarrass you. Jack you're people. Yeah. I jack people. I have, <laughs> I have no friends in Liberty City. Or, <laughs> Poor Matt, the door guy at the comedy store, is like, hey, let's meet up, man. Give me your code. And I was like, yeah, all right. I'll show right up. And I'm like, boom. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was like, it's just the way it goes in Liberty City, homie. You know what I mean? You're a dick. Dudes get hurt. That's hilarious. Why, why, why make friends if I can shoot you? Why, why do they, And suffer no repercussions for it. I'm alone. I got friends in real life, yeah. bitch. I, I'm, a, I'm a lone wolf in that fucking city, That's dude. That's hilarious. Grab a car, listen to some tunes, go do drive-bys on people, provoke the police. That game is so much fun. Now, do you do this online with a PC I do it or online. with an Xbox? Xbox. Oh, I do it online Xbox. with the, the PS3. Um, yeah. and, and I fucking hate game controllers. That you need to get over it. You need to no. just play it for a month and you'll get used to it. Oh, you only do you only do computers. Mouse and keyboard's better. It's just yeah. better, period. I've tried both. I understand the appeal of right. little game control. It is not as specific. Aren't the graphics better on computer? I'll just always yeah. I mean Yeah, the graphics are better, the resolution's better. But more importantly, when you're in front of the screen, like you you're dealing with, you know, like you shouldn't be dealing with if you really want to pay attention, more than twenty one inches. Right? Twenty one inches. You want a small screen, it's not too big, because otherwise your your eyes are not gonna be able to keep up with everything. You're right about that. And a mouse and a keyboard is way better. Yeah. The, the, you can move much more specific with a mouse and a keyboard sure. and a mouse is way more accurate as far as aiming right. so in fast twitch games like Quake and Unreal Tournament and all those crazy games yeah, but Grand Theft Auto is not like that yeah, can, not, I, can I get Grand a, Theft Auto on computer you can but you don't need to do mouse that's a game that, you, that mouse Grand, and so the Grand Theft Auto is not a fast twitch well, game all right? video yeah. games most games aren't are moving to joystick yeah. though full range of motion yeah. most of them are I've gotten so good at the Xbox controller the PS3 controller that I don't even realize I'm yeah, using my hands yeah it's secondary to me <laughs> the problem with, if you, once you've done Quake once you've experienced Experience this super high adrenaline rush of really high speed 3D action, yeah. the death death See, matches, only that game, rocket right? launchers. Oh, and I'm all about death matches. Shit. Yes, that's yes, all yes. I'm about, bro. I'm all about. That's. that's I, I don't want a regular. I want a game where I can walk regular speed. Right. I want a game where I can rocket jump. Okay. Yeah. I want to shoot a rocket at the ground yeah. and jump at the same time and go flying through the air. Yeah, that's yeah. badass. That's cool. Dude, you you know, need I to play that. so many more games. Dude, death, dude, when you play, every time you talk about, I get bored. When you play death match on on the boring sh- I like that shit on Grand Theft Auto that deathmatch because oh, there's love, a deathmatch. There's so a deathmatch. They'll throw eighteen pe- people all, from game, all around the world. Dudes. All games have all around the world, so. and 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 you just, just I love killing somebody I know is real. I just <laughs> yeah. know somebody I'm, I'm on and, the other end. Someone's on the other I got end. That, I got, really experienced. Yeah, it. and I got the earpiece and everything. And I'd go into rooms and be a bunch of like teenage boys. I'd be like, yeah, niggas, who's ready to get killed? And they'd be like, uh, <laughs> who is this guy? Nobody would talk shit to me. It's amazing how a voice will work. Nobody would talk shit. I'd be like, yeah, That's mother. 
fuck I had that feel. They'd be like, uh, that's hilarious. I'm 12. I do voices and shit all the time. I, 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 I was fucking this one. So like, everybody's allowed to talk when you get in a room? Yeah, everybody yeah. can talk. You can mute yourself. You can mute people and then if they get annoyed. You'll hear you oh, know, French. Okay. You'll hear Chinese. Like a, yeah, you, you'll you, hear little kids that are fighting with their mom and yeah. you're giving them advice like, throw her Vagisil at her. Right. And they're like, mom. And then you'll hear you'll hear the dismay of somebody when you fuck them up in a death match. And I was You're like nasty. Fuck, shit. I was a grenade expert. I would dry, I would hold it and but I do a drive by on you and drop it at the last second and take yeah, off and just battle fuck your field, world up. Battlefield where you just drop a like a grenade like yeah. you're driving with somebody and then you get yeah. out and you put a grenade in. The yeah, it's run. so good. I mean that guy. I had to stop playing. I had to stop playing it's to live so my awful. life again. I was yeah, like, I'm not yeah. living my. Do you life. remember Robert from the Comedy Store, the manager who got addicted to World uh, Robert Davies? Not World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. No, it was the other one. Ever. Quest. Was, yeah, he play, yeah. was Robert Davis? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You remember uh, Robert? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was into that. Famous Robert quote. Uh, I say this all the time to people when I talk about people who are addicted to games. We're in the back of the comedy store, back by the, the bar area. Uh-huh. And he goes, It's so weird. I'm so successful in my online life, <laughs> but so unsuccessful in my real life. Because <laughs> his online life in EverQuest, he was a pimp. He was like uh, a sorcerer with magic and shit. That's great. Yeah, he had like pet dragons in his online life. There was a, <laughs> there was a documentary about those people, The World of Warcraft. Did you see that one? It was oh. a Amazing, yeah. like how, like what it Very costs. Dangerous, it's man. like a bad drug habit. It's mm-hmm. like heroin. Like dudes are having people a move have let out. their kids starve. Yeah, because they get addicted with these online role playing games. I, yeah, I met this hot chick that was like supermodel hot. And I found out that she was addicted to that game like twelve hours a day. World and of Warcraft, it, yeah, and wow. it just it, it blew my mind and was like, wow. okay, this game might not be too. Bad. I would play. <laughs> I, would, I would play Grand Theft Auto probably like up to four hours a day, and I felt like that was even yeah. a it's waste. It's so cool though to put these headphones on and not and to click and enter into a world, a world where there's a bunch of other people online, right. and it's a gigantic, massive arena, so you right. can wander around all these different areas. What's the one that just came out? Bobby Lee keeps trying to get me to get. Um, he plays it all the time. It's a uh, Las Vegas. Oh no, uh, Fallout. 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 Vegas. Vegas. That's what I'm Vegas. playing right Vegas. now. Is that what you're playing? You yeah. like that? Oh fuck yeah! Dude, have you shit? played the first one? The no. Fallout Three? I've never played. Dude, fuck that! Get Fallout Three for nineteen dollars. Play that thing. You'll fucking love it and go be because it's the exact same game, but it's in Vegas. I so. love Deathmatch in GTA so much. I never felt the need to play another game. And then I heard Medal of Honor is pretty good. Too, what is this so. Fallout game like? It's more like first-person shooter mixed with like a role-playing game, but it's one of these games that if he because he likes Grand Theft Auto, it's just an open sandbox. Meaning there is tons of different endings. There's tons of different. You could either be a good person or a bad guy. But what's cool is just like going into these towns, and it's really realistic. And you can go. Search Why don't through they people's do it house. with a mouse and keyboard? Because well, everyone, everyone's that? used. Everyone's used to the controls. But it's not as accurate. Yeah, but it's only a certain amount of games, like like Quake. Does it mean well, you need know, to they've be that actually, accurate? They've actually had um, game offs where they've taken people with PC versions of the game and played them against people that yeah used for the, Quake. That's what I'm not saying. Not just Quake. Well, no, I mean, other there's, games. there's only certain amount of games that need to be that accurate. Meaning, like if you are all playing uh, Battlefield with a controller, you there's people that are awesome yeah, at that. What controller, I'm telling you, you know? is that you're missing one of the most satisfying parts of the game. Well, yeah, but you're talking statistics aim. and numbers. What is Quake? Yeah, I've never know. played that. I'm not that. talking statistics and numbers. I'm talking about the most satisfying part of these third-person shooters is having nasty aim. But, is being able to blast dudes. But, but they make games so that Twitch the, games. with the controller in mind, so you ha- you can have have nasty aim playing any of these games but you like, won't like, have like Grand as good right. aim as playing with the mouse and the keyboard when they've played against each other the mouse and the keyboard people always win 
I have to yeah, see. but because it's more accurate. I understand that it's accurate enough. Right. But you yeah. think it's accurate enough. Yeah, but, but if you were playing against a guy with a mouse and a keyboard, it's not. Right, accurate but you're never enough. playing with a guy with a mouse and a keyboard. You're playing other people with controllers. Yeah. But why would you do that if you know a mouse and a keyboard's more accurate? Because see, the get, whole listen, man. The whole thing is accuracy in those games. The whole thing right. is in Quake. The whole thing is strategy, planning out your map, and then being able to accurately pick a guy yeah, off. They designed the game with the controller and accuracy of the controller's limitations in mind. So what you might be playing Quake where you are so... I understand I, this, Brian. You're repeating yourself. What I'm saying is <laughs> it doesn't matter to me because I'll always know that the mouse and the keyboard is more accurate. For Quake. No, anytime. It's more accurate. No, no, no. You play... Um, a ki- mouse is a more accurate way of aiming. Period. I bet, I bet if you get like the, the best... Battlefield 1943 guy versus the best 1943 guy on a computer. I bet there's not going to be a huge difference Brian, to, we, to where there's you There's a can difference, go. man. There's a difference. The, the mouse guys always win. It's it's more accurate. It's it's this is not like a this is not like a, an opinion. This right. is it's yeah. like it's pretty but, much it's more accurate. You're, like you're, you're you can shutting measure off, it on a computer. You're, you're shutting off all games on the console <clears> because you don't like the controller. Where a game like I don't want to get addicted to games. Period. Grand Theft so Auto the has reasons. nothing to well, do I'm with sure it's accuracy. Awesome. But to me, if I'm going to play video games, I'm going to play the most thrilling ones and the most thrilling ones to me are first person shooters yeah deathmatch style pers- first yeah, person like quake like. yeah counter-strike shit like yeah. that you're running around shooting the mouse and keyboard is the only way to go with those that, things, that's man. exactly yeah. what the, the the death match in grand theft auto and you have all of new york city is your playground and for right. a death match but like, i could be better. totally down with that though but i would want to be able to like get people with like a mouse and a keyboard you could snipe people and shit and Dude, perfect I, snipe. I am a no he's a, that's what i'm saying he's like, like the perfect make sure that they're not looking at i'm a level 10 dude i'm lee harvey oswald when you're playing quake you don't get opportunities dude don't sit around and just wait to be shot in the head. Right, right. Like everybody's constantly moving. So oh, yeah. You have to be very active. Oh, these guys move all the time. You go to the airport and have the deathmatch, dude. I go find a nest somewhere and <laughs> yeah. I just let them run and I'll yeah. lead them. It's I'll called, lead them. We call it in Quake, they call it camping. Oh, yeah. A dude like rocket jump up. There was like certain crazy trick moves that you could yeah. do. And one of them was this dude figured out how to double rocket jump to right. get to the top of this tower. He would throw a grenade down. And then he would rocket jump on the grenade. Oh, that's so. Dope. He would make sure that the the grenade. He timed the grenade. He yeah. clink clink clink, and then he would rocket jump oh, as it went off. I love and he it. would go sailing to the top of this tower. It was a trick move, and then he would just jack people and win the map because you couldn't get him out of there, and he would just peck you off of the rails. I could go get this today, Quake. Oh fuck yeah! yeah you could have got it yesterday. Quake too. one, two, three, four. They've all been out. <laughs> you for don't a want long Quake. Time. Get Killzone two. Have you played that yet? Why no. do you want? Why do you say you don't want Quake? Because, I want Quake. I love it because Killzone two is a million times better. There's so no. many. Games no, that are a million to times you, better. To you, you but just haven't played them. To you, you just described everything. You. I like. I love to warfare. You. I just yeah. love warfare. And if you tactical, love warfare, where, where you can you, you one can on be one. tactical. Yes. Yeah. One on one death matches with Quake are the most fucking thrilling oh, shit yeah. you can ever yeah. do online. I, I, it's whittled down to one dude online and some before, and it gets real exciting. Right. You love different tastes than me. You know. It's just no, no. I'm, I'm just, just saying I, my tastes. I'm, I'm just saying that they've taken that game and have made it a million times better. What is no? You're saying it to you. You're saying to you. Killzone's pretty good. There's a ton of games. To me, if it's a mouse and keyboard, and it's not. No, you don't you have can that play, kind of accuracy. Th- you, you can you can get these for Mac. Is that is and most of these games are PC. for Mac? Also, a lot of the Call of Duty has Mac caught up. Mac's not okay. really. It's right? all right. EA has been pushing it a little bit better what, lately. What, what's a good one I can get for they Mac? All have, they all, they all have boot camps. So I don't have. Can, a, can I get Quake for Mac? Yes. Is it getting to a point now though where most games are just going console? For the most part, I mean, they still release them here and there, but it's not. It's they're selling a million times more on console. Yeah, most consoles are becoming just because. It's so like you can have the best computer, and then you get that game, and it's awesome. Next year, you're going to have to do something about your computer if you want it to right. be as good as a console or whatever. So the console, what they've done is they just kind of standardized everything, and this is what you get, and bam, you just set it up. It yeah. should be updatable, though. Like Makes the sense. Console. I mean, the, or the, your computer. You're constantly updating a computer. Yeah. That's the 
problem. And then you get a virus or you get something that slows down your computer and then you're fucked. Consoles, yeah. you know, everything's designed for the console. Like I'm, a Mac is, you know, all the programs are designed for Macs. So it definitely doesn't ever really get slower. Your PS3 is going to be as fast as the first day you get it as the last day. I'm PCs get that, are, that quake on the way home. That, you, you already got me in. I, I love killing people. So addictive, dude. Do you, are you good at aiming with a mouse and a keyboard? Uh, no, but I can get good at it. I would go online, man, and I would play against dudes who are professionals. Like every now and then, dudes who are real professional players would be in these these rooms. Yeah. And you'd go one-on-one deathmatch against these guys and just get raped. Yeah, and just, and just teach you the way. It's like yeah. what kind of control and domination someone can right. have over you. I always love so that. so exciting. Your fucking heart is beating a million miles yeah. a minute. Just chasing after you. See light going right by your head uh, barely missing you and you're like ah did I love it I, lo- I love urban warfare too especially that's the cool thing about Grand Theft Auto they have the you know you can go to different boroughs in New York and stuff And actually if you, you can get Quake Live for free just oh, go yeah, to quakelive.com right. yeah. and you yeah. can play for free yeah, really? Quake Live yeah yeah. yeah you, it's a, it's a web based program it works for Mac too and you fuck keep me away from it so it's scary, man. Quick live, and you I'm on, your, and I'm gaming. You lose your goddamn life, bro. They're gonna get you. No, I love it. They're gonna it. get you. Dude's I gonna love be it. Hitting you with a chain gun. Oh, I love it, man. Down. I love it. Yeah. I love. I, I was so nasty in deathmatch, and, and the other one, it's like I would come up just to piss somebody off. I'd stab him to death. They'd have a gun, and I'd shank him to death just when to be a dick. Brian and I first met. We played online once, and uh, this was like in the height of my quake addiction, mm-hmm. and uh, we only played once because I, I just yeah. He like slammed three. He went. Through, he won like. 102 times in a row or something ridiculous like that. I didn't even win. But to me, see that to me that wasn't even like a fun experience. I don't. Well, that was because it was unmatched. Well, no, was, I mean I played I played Unreal's. I played the Quakes all my life. But to me, the the idea of just run, 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 kill, kill, die, run, 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 kill, die, run. That's not fun to me. It's like I want a little bit more of an adventure, I guess, mixed in with my first person shooter, or just you know not having to start over from scratch every 30 seconds or a minute, you know? like Well, normally you don't. You know? Well, we were just... It was it was not enjoyable to you stay alive, we were right? unmatched. We were t- poorly matched. Well, see, the thing is, I don't, like, fair. I don't like tasks. I've never stolen yeah. a car and grabbed that. I ain't driving anything, bitch. I don't yeah. work for anybody. I'm here to shoot yeah. people. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to run down hallways that. and yeah. lightning gun someone to death. Right. I'm all about murder. Right? I bring nothing I'm here but to, hate and I'm here to rocket launch you in the face, bitch. I love that I'm here to catch you when you're hitting that bouncy pad, jumping through the air. I want to catch you mid-jump with a rail gun and watch you explode oh. in a spray of red. I love that, dude. I red got pixels. QuakeLive.com, is that yeah. what we're talking about? So much fun. QuakeLive.com. And I can just get on and play for free? Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah, I mean... It, it can since, live your life. Since, you've never, since you've never played it, you'll probably like it, but I think you're going to be easily... like Raped. Okay. I, uh, yeah. No, no, I think you're just going to be easily bored with it. You're going to be more... Want- for like the Vegas Fallout Vegas or something now, like that. Why I, would you say I, that? Why would it be easily bored if he likes deathmatches? Because death he, he likes Grand Theft Auto type games. He but he likes deathmatches. But just the yeah, deathmatch in Grand Theft Auto. I never do the tasks. I've never right. done any of the tasks. Right, right, right. That's know? what I'm saying. But you like the open end rule. You're not dying every three seconds in Grand Theft Auto. You're collecting. Brian, you only die every three seconds when you fight play no, someone. No, no, no. Who's if you watch if you, well, in the deathmatch, you, you watch, do. If you watch people in the deathmatch of Quake, people are dying at least once every minute or okay, so. Okay, you're talking. Okay, once every minute. Yeah, but if you're also talking, are you talking one on one? Or are you talking? No, like I'm talking about like team deathmatch, team, team deathmatch, free for all. You know, yeah. Okay, if, I'm, if I'm playing a deathmatch in, in GTA and there's 18 people in it, you're dying about an average a minute, and you're good if, if you're you going stay right alive. in the middle of it. And especially like, to me, I'm like you. I get the sniper. Ro- right. I get to collect my weapons. I there's like, collect some health. There's like shields. some rooms where they only allow like the moderator will only allow rocket launchers. So you have to just basically right. go around shooting by people's right. feet, zero not gravity. Fuck yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> so those ones, the, those ones are cool too. But I like warfare. I like collecting my weapons and, and getting. A grenade and yeah, and too. tactically leading some 
somebody into a trap. Well, that's the right? best thing about the deathmatch and Quake is that you control a map and that the weapons will respawn every 30 seconds. Oh, that's great. So you can keep running around snatching up the rocket launchers as they respawn. Right. Every time you get them, you get like you know extra rockets, and this guy can't get shit. So he's running around with his gay little pistol oh, with only sweet. a certain amount of bu- bullets, and you're fully loaded I with all the that. armor. You're timing all the armor. Yeah. You're timing all the weapon respawns. I you have that. all your weapons, all your armor, and you're just raping him every time he respawns. How, how, is, it, how is it free? <laughs> Where, how are they making money? Can you pull it up? Just, it's an old it? game. Quake has been around for a long yeah. time. And uh, Quake Live is just their way of giving back to the community and making people excited about their game and making it so that it, it's it, a cross-platform um, thing that they can do where it's web-based and you know so they can work on their their shit while they uh, while they uh, develop new games. They work on their ability to make them for the web. Do you still play? Are you still playing? No, it's scary to me. Yeah, too scary. I don't want to lose my life. Oh, yeah. I've talked about it so many times in the podcast. I can't talk about it anymore. But I have a, a real addiction to games. I get addicted to things. Um, yeah, me too. We talked about it. Yeah. I think, how many comics are like us? A lot, right? It, it's, it's part of, you have to be. You have to be a sick fuck to want to go up and, and make <laughs> strangers laugh, to yeah. extract an involuntary response from them intermittently. It's, it's, it's a fucking weird and thing. And risk them not laughing and yeah. get through them not laughing and rebound and try it again. Yeah. You should have seen I was in Iowa at the Funny Bone last week, and the Friday night they just stared at us. Just, Staring at us, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be a long week." And luckily, it was just a different crowd, and the rest of the crowds were great. So much so, in fact, I was very impressed. I was like, "Oh, you guys are, you know, pretty fucking cool people here." Like, they were very. There's a lot of cool people all over the country all now because over. of the internet. Yeah, the kid, kids are cool now. Just a very cool, and like, there's not, there was no conservative. There's some, you know, some of the libertarians, which are like, I feel bad for real libertarians, the one that the teabaggers are starting to right. extract their message, which they're nothing about. Real libertarians aren't like that at all. But right. there's some real libertarians out there, and some cool guys that talk politics. And there's some teabaggers cool that shit. are real libertarians. Yeah, there are. There's the Ron Pauls of the of the movement, and, and that, I feel bad that they get lumped in with the, yeah. the wrong ones. The whole when you you know, it's it's a very very tricky thing when you start getting a giant group together because right. it's like okay who's in this group okay and what are your beliefs right but you're calling yourself a teabagger sure. too but you don't like black people right okay and right. you think obama should go back to africa and you think right. he was born in indonesia and you're but you're a teabagger too right so it's like it gets confusing it's like whenever you have a big group it's like god damn it do we I, have to state what it is to be a teabagger yeah. you must love everyone you know indiscriminately right. you must do this you must do that you yeah. must not be a civil war reenactor yeah, no. I mean, libertarians had theirs pretty well mapped out, though, before. they yeah. you, you knew exactly what they stood for. No police states. No. Isn't it funny, though, that it's such a fringe organization that it's thought of as fringe? Yeah. Like, oh, I voted libertarian. Oh, you fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah. And that's a, that's the only way to make change. If somebody finally does something and says, fuck this, fuck voting right or wrong, or fuck voting, I'm voting how I feel. Right, instead right, of voting. Because right. it's like they were saying when Obama was running, it's like, I liked Ron Paul a lot. I really liked him. And I was like, God, yeah. I kind of think i want to vote for this guy you know i won't say whether i did or didn't but it's like i could really i was more attuned with everything he was saying yeah without a doubt but we've talked about this before that they always made him out to be kooks yeah everyone on fox news made him out to be a kook everyone on cnn i mean that's not impartial reporting that's not even the news what they're doing is they were programming us to think that he was a joke candidate that was really is sad because when you listen to that man talk he he says he makes more sense than anybody it's he's not a politico these are not statements or catchphrases he's he'll tell you honestly and it's like wow you'll never get in the office because nobody will ever have the balls to pull the trigger on you yeah it's a real wake-up call whenever there's any political campaigning whenever you uh look at that crazy lady in arizona what is the woman's jan name? brewer yeah jan oh, brewer god 
who uh, she made up some crazy shit about her father dying in World War II. Yeah. Meanwhile, her father's alive. <laughs> like, yeah. like, there was that. Now there's that DUI thing <laughs> yeah. popping up. And yeah, then, she's fucking crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and then, they'll like she made up shit about uh, people losing their headless bodies being found yeah. And, yeah. Uh, on the, the Mexican border you in, see her in fold America. on her fucking uh, debate, how she just froze? Oh, yeah. She like, stopped for 10 seconds. I was like, nothing. who does that? Who really does that? I wouldn't stop at gunpoint. Well, what it was explained to me was that she was, she was never even elected for that job. She was given that job well when napolitano left yeah. she was lieutenant governor she was yeah. and you know what they will elect her today you think so that's my old hometown man i'm i i, I, <laughs> I love my people there and i love springtime in arizona but there's some some politically backwards it's gotten more backwards since i've left it was pretty cool in the 90s five symington was governor but we were in a club in phoenix and brian set me hip to uh one of the major problems in phoenix do you remember that? This They're is a, a long time ago, many, many years ago. Cocaine vi- vampires. Oh yeah. We yeah. were in this club, and uh, I had never done coke before. Right. And Brian goes, <clears throat> "Everyone's on coke." <laughs> so I go, "What are you talking about?" Like, everyone, everyone here's on coke. Oh, and I go, "Okay, okay." Tell me how you know they're on coke. And he goes, watch. He goes, you're going to look around. Um, don't look at. You're going to look around. Everyone's going to be touching their nose, and they're all going to be talking, and they're all going to be very excited, and there's going to be like a lot of fist pumps and a lot of fucking high fives. <laughs> he goes, just look around. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, I looked around, and it was like the opening... <clears throat> Like the opening scene in Blade, where the blood starts spraying from the ceiling, oh, and the yeah. guy's confused. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, "What the hell, man?" That's so true because it's too hot during the day, and they stay in the clubs all night. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a very strange thing, and it happened in the old west, even in Wyatt Earp's day. There's just always been this strange outlaw rogue mentality there, which is cool. Too. But here's a problem with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. All right, I love Phoenix. I love mm-hmm. going back there. Yeah, the problem with that place is it gets too hot. Yeah. 120 at 2 a.m. It's, it's too no. hot, and people stop thinking when it gets that hot. And it, it, it really is, and it's something where it's like, you know, I haven't lived there in 10, 11 years, and I could never, I, I don't know how I lived in it. I don't know how I did it. I the, don't know how. The extreme heat brings like a lackadaisic mentality. Like, you lackadaisical, or you're like, ugh. Yeah, it does. Like, you don't want to do anything. You're like, fuck this. You just hopscotch from air conditioner to air conditioner. Yeah, That's yeah. literally what you it's do. It's not good. Like, I'd, I'd rather have... I'd rather have chili. I'd rather have 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah. I would rather have 30 degrees it's like Colorado. It's perfect here, dude. Yeah. It's like 75 degrees every day. It gets hot out here in the mm-hmm. valley. It mm-hmm. gets hot. It gets it gets it's awesome in Malibu. Yeah. When you like by the by the ocean Santa Monica. Marine layer yeah, and everything. because it's never hot, it's never cold. It's yeah. always like 70 something degrees. Yeah. You can always wear shorts in November if you well, want. That's what's to. good yeah. about the marine layer. It keeps the keeps the heat out, keeps the cool in when it needs to and just... until a big rock from the sky hits that bitch and yeah. the water comes a thousand miles high towards Boom. the rocks. And I'll be out there looting, son. Will you be? Yeah, I'll be out there looting. Will you go looting at the first sign of anything going wrong? Yeah, would you put know. a mask on, or do you think you would just fuck it, risk those YouTube videos? I think I, you know what I would do is is, is just go co- completely like uh, Lord of the Flies. I'd get a crazy haircut. Yeah, just do everything. I one eyebrow maybe off. You know, Mad whatever Max style. Yeah. Do you ever worry about that? About the end of the society? About everything falling apart? I don't worry about it. I think about it, and like I said earlier, I think it's uh, if I was part of the last generation, that'd be a kind of a cool thing, you know. It, it would be. It's like yeah, yeah. This generation. What about the last generation? That's some cool shit. If we're all last dying generation, together, it won't matter because there'll be no one to tell the story to. But you know what? <laughs> I, exactly. But there's no. 
there's no kaboom. There's no we end all at once. I think the idea is just like in you know how it's happened before. It's something real bad will happen, and then people will die out and replenish after a while. But it'll just be shitty times. You know, like even if nuclear war happens all over it's the like world, we've got it too good right now with refrigerators and cell phones. Yeah. We got it wired, dude. Yeah. Go to the supermarket, and get it's a getting, big fat steak, yeah. pick up some fucking charcoal, yeah. come home, light that bitch, yeah. kick back, watch a little of the fucking high def TV, yeah, watch some HD net fights and shit. Have a cold beer out of your refrigerator. It's getting better. It's just getting better and better. It's the greatest time to be alive ever. It really is. And every day you can say that. And so when people say, like, too, like, I won't bring kids into this world, it's like, shut up, faggot. It's never been good. Exactly. Shut your mouth. Would you rather bring them in the fucking King Arthur day? Yeah. Die of smallpox, your you baby's stupid a cunt. witch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're fucking beating it with sticks and lighting it on fire. Yeah, Fuck you. It's, it's the best time to have people it's right the now. Absolute best time. And speaking of which, um, not speaking of which, what, where are you uh, at next? Where are you uh, doing stand up? Uh, I'll be anywhere? at the comedy store locally here in L.A. this week. Then I'm going to be headlining in uh, La Jolla. What time are your spots? Because you know the comedy store. Uh, I'm usually on at 10 p.m. between 10 p.m. and 10:45. There's some times to avoid at that motherfucker. Yeah, there certainly is. It's <laughs> a, you know. The, from nine o'clock until midnight, it's it's pretty good. They, How the you guys been getting good crowds down there? Yeah, real good crowds. We've joined the twenty first century thanks to Alf Lamont. We're on we're yeah. online now. Yeah, Alf is cool. He's, Alf's uh, real cool. Contacted me on Twitter. I've gone back and forth with him. Yeah. Seems like he's uh, dedicated to the idea of the store. Yeah. That's what the store always needs. It needs someone to come along that believes in the whole message of it. Sure, and and, and, and there really isn't a whole lot to do. Mitzi's on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like Aunt Bethany and, and Christmas Vacation. You know? Is the house on fire, Clark? How, how many but, conversations do you have with Tommy on a regular? Oh, it's it, really since What's I. What's the most ridiculous shit he's ever said to you? Um, <laughs> well, uh, my favorite thing about it is the is is it's not even like people is like he's racist. It's not really racist. He just believes some crazy shit. You like know what? Like what? Like like if somebody does something, be like, oh, it's because they're German. I'd be like, I don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're Protestant. It's like, well, how, how do you even know? You know, it's just like he's a very interesting character. Him and, and Johnny Zapp, you know there's characters up there that you'll never forget as long as you live. Johnny's, it's a magnet for crazy people. It really is. And it's just like it's like it's like a beacon for them on the Sunset Strip. They would never try to walk into another business. No. They wouldn't walk into the, the Andas next door. They wouldn't try that at the House of Blues. No. They come right to the store. <laughs> it's, so true. it's a magnet. And they know they can go to the very it's back so and true. come out without being hassled. They yeah. can know. They yeah. know. Robert up. William Appervi, he's got fucking plastic bags popping out of his clothes. You uh-huh. see him hanging out there. He yeah. insulates his body with plastic bags because he's yeah. got to walk like ten miles to get to the comedy I, store. I, I, yeah. <laughs> that I saw him like last week, and I was talking. He was talking to Tommy, and I was like, "I just went to go like, hey, good." You can't I, touch him. I know. Oh, yeah, you're not oh, to touch him. He, he freaked yeah. out. He'll I, start I, yiping like a yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's nuts. I heard he played basketball uh, at UCLA. Yeah, I heard he was quite brilliant. Really, I heard he was this brilliant. I mean, I shouldn't. He may have far, but some sort of a He was a brilliant dude. Disorder. And he's now he's living like downtown in the what Alexandria Hotel. He, he just went nuts. It's like he, schizophrenia got him. Because mm. you can tell, you can have a conversation with him. I have. Brian was just talking about another guy that we know that went nuts. Yeah. You it just, seems, it just seems, no. That's, Why it's not? Because that's not as personal. But I, oh. you know, I, I, I think it's weird how like if you look at the comics in general, there's a big part of these comics that uh you know they do end up losing their minds they do end up you know going through huge things of depression and you know 
getting into hardcore drugs. Well, it's a crazy ride, man. The ride of needing to constantly be up and on that stage and uh-huh. constantly be, you know, pumping it out and, and turning it on for people. He, it's a very delicate balance, and you have to balance out your ego with your imagination, with uh-huh. your desire to please people, with your desire to make yourself look. I mean, you have to figure out what the fuck you're doing this for, why you're doing it. You have to, you know, figure out why bits aren't working. You got to figure out why they're not liking you. Uh-huh. you have to figure, there's a lot of shit going on. It's and- a it's a lot of stress for a lot of people, and so some of them just can't handle it after a while. Like the the very need for it in the first place, usually it, it usually signifies something went wrong in their childhood. Oh, absolutely. So I would say that. that. Yeah, I would say that, that. That you know, my dad didn't play ball with me. That's why yeah. I'm a comedian. Yeah, that's exactly why I need yeah. the attention of people. You know. Everybody, right? All of us. I yeah. mean, have you ever met anybody that's any good that isn't like that? Yeah, or that had a great upbringing, and yeah. it's like, yeah, childhood was great. And it's one of the reasons why you know we can identify with each other. It's one of the reasons why we we appreciate each other and respect each other in a way that, like even when I was talking about Mark Maron earlier, I like Mark. I don't oh, have yeah, a sure. problem with Mark. But if I saw Mark in like Germany, if I was like, Going through the airport in Germany, and all of a sudden I ran into Mark. I'd be like genuinely happy to see him, right? You know, I'd be like somebody of your ill. Like now he's of my ill. He's like one of me, right? You know what I mean? We might be different, but it's we're we're both comics. Like there might be a thousand of us in the whole country for real. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all the comedians in this country, all the professional comedians, there's 300 million plus people and Mexicans. Okay, so who knows how many that really is? Right, 300 million plus people and. Out of them, maybe a thousand of them are professional comedians. Yeah. And out of that thousand comedians, maybe how many are headliners? Are there three hundred? Are there five hundred? Is there yeah. even? Is there even that many? It is. A, it's a very exclusive group. That's was, a nutty number, man. Five hundred people. That's Let's just, we're just throwing that out off the top of our head, but I think it's probably pretty accurate. Right. You're probably dead right about that because we only, we live in comedy cities. It's like yeah. you know when people meet a comedian outside of L.A. or something, they, it's like meeting an astronaut to them. They just they don't know what it's about. Like, totally. You know, here I met the comedy community in Indianapolis when yeah. I was in Indianapolis, I oh, hung sure. out with some dudes that were like local comics there. Yeah. It's nice to see. It's nice to know that there's like a little amateur community, and they've yeah. got. I go, well, what else you do around? here oh there's a bar that does comedy on tuesday night there's this place and yeah. this guy runs a room and right. they, you know they're trying to like develop some little comedy community they got you know? to go to iowa has it too when i was there they, they had a little community going he's like you got any advice i go get the fuck out of iowa <laughs> you know but, but it's not bad to start out in a place right. that sucks it's not bad and, and you know what the midwest they have some great clubs some funny bones they're they're always good they're and accredited. i always feel the need to support those clubs too Absolutely. and come back and do those clubs I, I i try to do all like the cool little clubs like yeah. i love going back and doing the punchline atlanta you ever sure. do the Punchline Atlanta? I've never been. Oh, it's a fucking beautiful club. Perfect size. It's got wood paneling. Yeah. Ancient photographs. I mean, it hasn't changed a, a Is it, is a it, nick, at the, un- is right? it in the underground? Brian went up during a fucking UFC night. He hadn't done comedy in years, yeah. okay? And we were smoking weed and we were drunk and uh, we're like, you want to do some comedy tonight? It's like, oh, uh, what? Tonight? Uh, tonight uh, in this fucking crowd? Uh, like, come on, dudes. Dude, just get up there and do it. He goes, all right, let me let me try to remember my stuff. Oh, so he, has this, he hasn't done comedy. Like, how long had you not like done comedy? Three or four years. Three oh, wow. or four years. And I only did it like 10 times before that. And wow. this was a midnight <laughs> UFC crowd at oh. the Punchline Atlanta. But that's how good the Punchline is. Yeah. That a midnight fucking crowd crowd right. on a UFC night where yeah. there was just savages in the audience yeah. and he can still go on and kill. Oh, that's great, dude. It's a yeah. fucking classic club. Yeah, Perfect size. Great owners, too. Great, great setup. I like how they have like this little balcony. Yeah. Too. The Comedy Works in Denver, that's another one. Yeah. Fucking Fuck yeah. epic place. Right. Epic little club. Yeah. This yeah. weekend, I'm doing the Cap City Comedy Club in um, in, in Austin. You ever do that? No. Oh, one of oh, the, the one best clubs ever. Yeah, little Esther's. Oh, that's God damn, it's one of the best clubs ass. ever. God damn. This place is 
in my opinion, the the most exciting place to perform in the whole country. Yeah. There's something about Austin and this yeah. Cap City has been around forever. Right. And there's like so many cool motherfuckers right. in Austin. They yeah. get excited when cool people come they to They love town. the arts in Austin. They're they just do. big supporters of the arts. They you know? super appreciate good comedy too because Hicks had like a big base in Austin. Oh, right. And there's a lot of really good local comics in Austin. It's really, yeah. really, really smart artists. There, yeah, they have know? a scene. Sixth Street and all yeah. that. They, they definitely have a kick-ass scene there do you do uh cap city you ever do that no I oh is that, is that son you gotta I, go there. i gotta uh um you know locally it's like obviously the store are you ever gonna come back to the store you think no you you're a man of your word i'll say yeah. you you vowed you wouldn't i'll say, sir. I'll say fella you're you're <laughs> never coming back to zeros huh listen cocksucker i've been there before been there done that moving on sure get your shoes shined over there. it would be an affront. It would be a travesty. It would be... I could not do it. They did... Everything that does not stand for comedy, mm-hmm. they stood for. Mm-hmm. Everything that they should have been fighting against, mm-hmm. they embraced. The hackery, the... Sh- not the, just that. The fact that I fucking worked for those assholes for free. My name was on the marquee yeah, every weekend. I yeah. promoted it on my MySpace page just yeah, to keep you were that the, place open. You were the only reason I could leave my shirt not inside out. Like, when I worked the booth there, I was so fucking embarrassed about that lineup. <laughs> like, you were the only saving grace. And dare I even say, Eddie, Griffin, if his if he was in town, it was some dark because dark it years, was man. So imba- like there was a girl who would eat the matzah, and yeah. the crumbs, and there was uh, there was the, the the dingle and the there was and, so the many people the there that didn't work anywhere else, and and, and, and Mincy gave him a, a, a fucking Friday Saturday night spots in the prime, and like people would come up and be like, "Do you work here?" I'd be like, mm-hmm. "No, <laughs> no, I don't." Dude, we had Renazizi on. He said the exact same it's thing. It's so embarrassing. Yep. It's like you're just like, please, Joe, put Joe on, put Joe on. I would lie to like guys. Like guys would come up, and be like, my eyes. Oh. Like, no, you're not. Oh, actually, Mitzi called and said we got to put Joe on now. You know, it was just like it, it was just so bad. And we would pay. I would look people in the face and tell them what was it like ten bucks at the time. <laughs> but I'd make them come in there and pay, and they'd be like, when's the comedy going to start? Now I'll give them the credit. It's young guys. It's relevant people. You got some upcoming guys. Yeah, you, you know, there's some, there's some good me, upcoming there's comics Steve, there. There's Al. There's there's you know Steve Byrne. There's a lot Ari. of there's Ari. There's a lot of guys Brody, um, spots. who I, I I would say you're getting a good show. And there's this new crop of guys too. Bobby Lee and I were talking about this. They don't quite mind their p's and q's all the time. They don't understand the hierarchy there. That you're not even allowed to look at me. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Bobby gets real bent out of shape about that. He's like fuck really? the new guy. I fucking hate that fucking new guy. Uh, he wants, he like, fucking looked at me. Oh, and I was like, get oh, out of here. God. Does yeah, he really like, want like to like <laughs> have a hierarchy? Yeah, yeah. He, he was serious. He was pissed. He's like, these guys not allowed to fucking talk to me, bro. Uh, uh, and I was, I was laughing about because this this guy is the nicest guy in the world that he's talking about. Everybody likes this new comics. Kid. Get like that, man. I had a lot of comics when I was coming up that had been around before that would yeah. give you like advice and like a solo. Yeah, when you get to fucking get two years in the business, yeah. then tell me what you think's funny, okay, right, kid? Right, right. Like, well, meanwhile, dude, you suck. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, how about you're never going to be funny? Yeah, that's the thing too. I used to hate. I remember when I started there, there was these like Frankie Pace was still hanging oh, around. Bitter. You, know? you want to talk about bitter, bitter, bitter Frankie Pace face. He was angry at everybody. Look at this guy. He's got a fucking deal. He's uh, on TV. What about me? Yeah. You know who's doing that now is Kravitz. He's always Steve around. Kravitz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard he took a long time off he and then did. just started get, coming back to he's, comedy He's recently. been coming back. And we were always friendly with each other. I still am friendly with him, but he's just a bitter, bitter guy. And that's mm. a real bad thing in comedy. It's the worst. I've noticed, you know, I seldom shit on other comics because, one, I'm not watching them. And, two, I don't care. It's like the thing is, it's like Car- the Carlos thing needed to be addressed. People shit on Dane Cook. He's never taken anything from 
me. Dane in my is life. not a bad person. He's never Dane, taken anything from what, me in my what life. What Dane did, he'd made some unfortunate choices, mm-hmm. and he's a super ambitious guy, and he's a you know. Well, that's what I tell people. He's no, a powerful, motivated dude. It's no accident. He's not a bad he is guy. who he is. It's yeah. no like people would be like like I'll meet these guys, these young open muggers, like screw Dane Cook. I'm like I was here ten years ago when that guy was still grinding, grinding. Yeah, and I have never met a comedian who worked that hard. Do you have to like his comedy? No, I don't like it. But is he a comedian? Yeah, he's a yeah, he's comedian. a comedian. The difference between him and Mansteelia was so evident. It was yeah. a, a difference. I'm glad in, that was pointed out too, because like even like I think when he was on your show, he was like, yeah. "Look, I am not him, and I yeah. do not deserve to be put in that." He doesn't. He does not deserve to be put into that. No, category. not even remotely. Not even close. Uh, the, what what happened with Mansteelia too was this crazy thing where he would go on in front of guys and do their material. Yeah. Do you remember when he did that loco thing and he went with, in front of Johnny Sanchez and he oh, did? Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah. did like his closing bit before he right. brought him up, right. and he would do that to people all the time it would just gank shit and do it in front of you and it was like an in your face look what i just got away with right. it was like some sort of like like badass thing bully, he had this, bully shit yeah. yeah it's a very mind fuck thing remember yeah. uh, Marin pointed it out he said like you know tell me about your first comedy experience i went and bought a book yeah of jokes he said and then i went and told well that Marin thing that was the most disappointing thing is one of the reasons why i mean like i said i don't hate Marin. he's a good guy he's trying to do the right thing with his life but he said about this Mencia thing that me and him on stage was two bullies arguing over bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you know, that's not fair because I didn't want this to happen. And the only reason it happened in the first place, get moron called me up on stage. He actually got on stage, took the microphone and from called Kirk's me up on stage, yeah, got on stage, took it from a guy who was on stage who I brought up. And so I was like, look, if you want to do this, I'll do this. Like, I'm not scared of you. Right. Like, if you want to call me out in front of a room full of people that I just performed for, right. and you want to continue this, okay. If you have the microphone, okay. Yeah. You don't have, deserve to have the microphone. You're not even supposed to be on stage. But if you want to do that, and you've just hijacked the show, I'll go up there, and we'll figure out where this goes. Yeah. And that's what it was to me. If it wasn't for Brian and Brian's editing skills, I mean, that would have never even hit the, the air. I didn't even know he was in the room when it, it happened. Amazing. You, you know what's that crazy happened. is before that even happened, he knew who I was and hated me because I had early made this other Carlos Mencia video yeah. that was like not successful at all but uh, I had made this video and he I remember he walked past me stopped right next to me looked at me and chicken necked me and that was something like only bullies did in like el- like elementary school like when you go up to somebody and you like flinch your face right into their face like Woo, you know like that oh, no, you know he did that? Yeah. Dude, he, that was like a week before he was the, so crazy he chest checked me I was on the way off the stage before he went on stage and took the microphone yeah. away from this guy. He stood in front of me and like chest checked me. I can't believe he. he would and do I was like, that. "Bitch, like, are you are you crazy?" Yeah. Of course he hasn't. And yeah. I was like, "I will I will end your life with yeah. my bare hands right here." You know, he started drinking. Did he? Yeah. Did you know that? Are you serious? Started. He's like forty something. He just started. Wow. I saw. I heard this on uh, uh, on Marin's podcast. This is the reason why I can't go back to the store. They supported that guy. They, they embraced that guy. They set the worst example. He can still go anytime he wants. Yeah. He they did. set the worst example ever for the art. And if there was one club who should be governing of that, yeah. You know, it was club. a personal thing. It wasn't. It wasn't Mitzi's choice because I had well, spoke you to Mitzi even an there, hour before it happened. You were doing that on behalf of all the guys. He wasn't stealing from you you were doing it on behalf of us he wasn't stealing from me because i was so vocal right. about it i knew it was coming so the, the thing reason is, and he did steal from me a bunch of times yeah, on the road i was, got were i got i got calls from guys who opened for him all over the country yeah. i'd get calls from guys who went to see him in houston he was right. doing my bits wow. he was he was doing everybody's shit yeah it wasn't just what you saw on the dvds it was every fucking night he performed he was doing people's I mean, shit that, that exposed him that night i can't believe i was there dude it had to be happened. done right i mean it had yeah. to be done but that's what pissed me off about what Marin said it was like it's 
it's two bullies arguing over bullshit. Like, look, man, I might be a loud dude, and I might be aggressive, and I might be, you know, overly, you know, overly aggro, but I'm not a bully. Yeah, and you were championing the, us. If our you're cause a nice person, night. I'm going to be so nice to you. Yeah. If you're a nice guy, I am fucking for sure nice back. But if you're a dickhead to me, I'm going to be a bigger dick back. Yeah. And no. with, with that guy, it wasn't even a, a matter of a bullying thing. It was like, we have a, a fucking criminal in our midst, yeah. and it's being supported by all the substructure. It's being supported by all the club managers. It's right. being supported by the, the agents who are profiting off this guy, running around, stealing people's shit. It's not like one guy, like a Robin Williams, who like occasionally he'll blurt out someone's material. Right. You're talking about a guy who's just straight ganking people. Right. You know, it's a, it was a totally different sort of a situation. If you weren't there all the time like I was and you were, you wouldn't see how, how horrible it was. Yeah. It yeah. was the worst atmosphere for creativity you could ever imagine, where everyone was worried. And we used to have to light the fucking light up when the dude walked into the room. You, yeah. you, you lit that light. Yeah, yeah. How many times did you light that light? Yeah, a lot. I knew when he was coming. He was working the fucking cover booth. Freddie was working the cover booth. And when, when Mencia would come in, guys would need that light flashed for them to yeah. know that that guy was in the room. Know that Mencia was there. That is so dark. It's amazing when you can okay that with yourself to steal. It would make comedy really well, it's fucking more amazing. It's amazing that the clubs allowed yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's not amazing that one person's crazy. Right. What's amazing is that these clubs go, we can make money off well, this crazy person. It's fucking... Not oh, even just the clubs, but it's like it's, it's it's all of us too. Somebody should have said something more about it. Yeah. It took you it was to a real, say something. It but, was, but it, you know what? Everyone says it like, "Hey, you did it. You called them out." It was a total random moment. Right. It didn't have to happen. No, it wasn't planned out. It was just he he. What he did is he played on my ego. You right. know, he's like, "You doesn't have the balls. Get up here." I don't know if it was suicide by cop. I don't know what it was. <laughs> right. It might have been right. because he had to know that this was going to end ugly. Right. What are you going to do? You're going to intimidate me? What are you going to do? Are you going to you going to be wrong? Yeah. But he was so confident. And this is how I knew he was crazy. When I went on stage, he was so confident. You know, what the fuck have I ever stole? When he was saying that to me, he was so confident. I was like, oh my God, am I crazy? Yeah. Did I make all this He's up? He's good at it. Like, if I, wow. am I a hater? Have my, my whole philosophy yeah. on him just be, had been formed by my own jealousy? Right. So then I started naming bits. And then as, as I was naming bits, I just watched him fall apart. He I just sat watched down his, in the stool. The, his eyes were cracked. Like glass was shattering in his eyes. And like the, 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 the oh. lens, he was seeing the sunlight coming in and killing the vampire. Oh, and then he so sat weird. down on the stool. And then it became ugly. It's and then it sad. became the audience turned on him. And then at the end, the crazy thing was after I got off stage, it was like a half an hour berating him and, you know, and just uh, exposing what he does and what's wrong with yeah. what he does and you're not an artist you're a fucking minor bird and you yeah. repeat things that other people say and you do it and you take credit for their work you don't even understand what comedy is you don't even understand the fucking language because you never learned it because all you do is repeat what other people say yeah. you're a person speaking a language you don't understand literally right. the audience is going crazy so this asshole's so nuts he wants to perform after this right he went on. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. He tried to do he tried comedy. To do comedy. Yeah. It for like ten out, minutes. It was I actually, out of hand. I actually have lost footage of that where people were going <laughs> na 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 while he was doing a set, that. and he kept oh. going. Come on. And then when he walked out, it was like the end of Friday or something. Like Devo just got beat up, and everybody was getting their kicks in too. Yeah. Like fuck you, Carlos. Yeah. Up and Mike. Everybody yeah. did. Spit and then and then when I got the boot, man, he came back around on everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, he pulled. I can't me. believe you did that to me, man. He pulled me and Renazzi aside. He's like, bro. Wow. I was like, what do you want? You know. And then me and Steve asked him honestly. We're like, then tell us about this bit. Tell us about that bit. And just like with Marin, he has. 
They should have. The comedy store should have. The comedy store should have. Comedy Shore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Freud. Hello, Freud. Yeah. That's what it's going to be after Mitzi dies. Paulie's going to rename it. Yeah. The, the, what they should have done is they should have stepped in, and even if they wanted to keep me banned because I was filming there and they don't want me filming, that's right. fine. But you right. got to make sure you don't have him headline the next weekend, right. and you don't get on stage and say, "This is my guy. I'm with." Carlos, right. which is what he did. Uh-huh. You know what? What they did was support the worst vampire in the business and let everybody feel helpless and let everybody know that even though you are successful right. and you do have things going on, you can still get your life fucked with by somebody who's more successful. Right. And right. you can see that there are people that really do try to sabotage your career if you expose someone for being a piece of shit and a thief and someone who's a, a, a direct, indirect opposition of what this art form is supposed to be all about which is you creating and forming your own shit and bring it out on stage and people appreciating your work yeah and did you ever talk this. after that you were with gersh at the time weren't you yeah oh, I was, I, i'm uh, still friends with uh, my my agent at the time i don't even want to mention his name because he's a good guy yeah. he fucked up and he got in a bad situation and they they made him choose the agency made him choose between carlos and me and they only had me for stand-up comedy they had him for stand-up comedy and television and film yeah and so they were making more money off of him than i was and they wanted me to either Either apologize to him, or they were going to have to let me go. Did you guys ever talk again? You and did you guys? I, I ran into him. We, we were on a flight once, and we sat next to each other. We were flying to uh, you and Mencia. No, 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 no. My agent. No, that's what I meant. No, Mencia. Have you ever seen? That? I, I was got like, nothing to say to that dude. That's a great movie. He, he knows. Yakin. I got nothing to say to him. He and he knows everything he's going to say to me is not going to be real anyway. It's just going to be noise to try to make everything better, and that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's going to just come over and try to groom me like the little beta monkey trying to pick m- little bugs off. <laughs> Alpha, he's gonna come over and try to be nice to me, and I'm gonna go. Come on, man, let me grow. Let me here. Grow. While you're still doing this, I can't talk to you. Good oh, luck with your life, funny. Freddie motherfucking Lockhart. Yes. You're a bad dude. You're a kick-ass comedian. You're a cool guy, and I'm glad we finally got you on the podcast, dude. Sir. Thanks for having me, much, man. Bro. I fucking Thank appreciate you very it. much, Thank man. You Anytime, much. more than welcome to come back, man. You were awesome. You're a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Cap City Comedy Club this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for me and for Joey Diaz and for Little Esther. And if you want to catch Freddie Lockhart, he'll be at the world-famous comedy store this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, yeah, around Saturday 10 o'clock. Night. You can call, find out what's up, find out who the, the other lineup is, see if you want to catch yourself some Al Madrigal, see if you want to see some John Caparulo lay it down. There's a lot of good talent there. Right. And um, uh, that's it. So we will see you. Um, this is the only one we're going to do this week because i got to go to Austin, but I'll be back next Tuesday, and uh, we'll see you guys then, hopefully with Bobby Lee. Bobby, get back to me, you fucking freak. <laughs> Everybody on Twitter, on Facebook, contact Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Tell that motherfucker to get on the podcast. He's supposed to be doing it soon, and that'll be a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Brian Reichel, redband.com, for running shit in the background and making sure the sound is in order. And uh, as always, oh, thanks for the, to the Fleshlight for sponsoring this podcast. Fleshlight.com. Fleshlight.com. And if you go to JoeRogan.net, there is a link. You can click that and enter in the code ROGAN. You get 15% off, bitches. You get your freak on. On the crazy fake pussy. Ho. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Later. Love you, bitches. Later. Someone to write to. This is trying to make you feel better, but I don't think you're gonna be getting this letter. 
I would have loved to have said thanks for your time But looks like it's just gonna be like thanks for the rhyme But I've decided to officially suspend my fascination Cause you see, had me feeling a little blur it used to make me wanna go bust a piece I used to think about you when I brushed my teeth But then I wasn't too sure if it was the attention on me you were digging, you know But eventually, something triggered 